Welcome to the show. You're listening to the Manatank Podcast. It is October the 29th, 2012. I am not Matt Eads. Thank God for that. Yep. Here, here. <laughs> I am, in fact, the, uh, the, 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 what do we, we want to call it? The pseudo host? Yeah, we'll go with pseudo host. Eric Peterson. I thought you were going to describe yourself before you, you went into that. Like, I was going to go with, like, the beautiful and vivacious Eric Peterson. I could go with that. Yeah, they, and then you the, say that you're the pseudo-host. The rugged manly, the strapping and virile, the charming and debonair. I could keep going. No, I don't think you can, because none of those describe you. <laughs> <laughs> Joining Stanley. us today, we've got... Six feet from his microphone, Oliver Aguilar. What's up, guys? He's Are actually you... really close today. Studly. For no, Studly, Oliver Aguilar. Eads isn't here. Enjoy yourself. Relax. Get comfortable. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I should. Just lean back. Kick your feet up. Uh, I really should. Yeah, you can beer. play with some knobs on the mixer. and. Oh, yeah. We got, we got control <laughs> of all this, eh? We're going to be hallway mode all show. <laughs> submarine. Sub- submarine oh, mode. Submarine mode. I don't even know what knob that was. I don't remember either. I think it was one of the ones over here. Hold on, let's just... How's that? No. It's changing, you change. Does it yeah, change You guys anything? are changing a lot of stuff now. <laughs> oh, Eads, Eads listening back to this is probably just going to be cringing. Yeah. Good. Those motherfuckers. Eads, if you were here right now, I'm putting my dick on your mixing board. <laughs> oh, man. It's covering at least two-thirds of that board. <laughs> it's a big board. Oh, my... <laughs> We got Kevin Byer here. Hey, I'm here too. No pants. Well, no, I mean pants are on. Are, oh, you just got the you just got it out the zipper. Yeah. Oh, that's what it's for. You got to rest it on the knobs that he plays with the most. That way, you guarantee that he's going to come in contact with your dick. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you think, Eric. I read this is this is disgusting. I don't know how I came across this, or it was one of those interesting facts of things that happen to you throughout the day and it said that at any on any given day you come in um i guess they called it secondary contact with another man's penis at least 11 times what, what? no because way. they go to the per bathroom day? and then you touch something that they have touched after not washing their hands so therefore through the transitive property or the the distributive i will go with distributive property because i suck at math We'll say, no, it's all about osmosis. Okay, you osmose his dong onto the bathroom handle. You and then touch your the hand handle. touches the handle. Yeah, I mean, so I isn't see. that more like isn't that like fifth times contact? Because it's his hand touches his penis, and then his hand touches the faucet. What if he doesn't so go to the like faucet? One... Like, what if he's what if he's just one of those dudes that just one and done, and you know, he touches it, shakes it off, touches the door handle. Yeah, but at least you have 
you have like a barrier. You you soap and soap and soap and watered your your hands. So then you go to the door and grab the door handle, and you have a protective barrier. Okay, let's of let's soap. Uh, let's remove the aspect of the door here and say that you're at Best Buy or something playing around on 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 an iPad, and this guy's just all excited and he's got a, he he comes out of the bathroom like I gotta get back to the iPad. So he doesn't wash his hands, and he gets out there, and he starts fiddling with it, and then you come up all happy-go-lucky, and you start fiddling with it. There's no so soap and water barrier. What's the number? At least 11 times a day? I yeah, want to say it was like 11, 11 different man junks every day. Maybe there's just an awful lot of super weird people out there who are just constantly rubbing one out in public. Just, like, going to the bathroom, touching their dick, touching a bunch of other things, <laughs> putting their dick directly on the counter of Walmart. I don't know about you, but I've got a hole in every one of my uh, pockets just to make sure I can get that going on. Wow. Gotta leave my mark on everything. I, without going into, like, particulars, I sort of believe it. I could see... Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it happens, like... Sure, you, you particularly, you, Kevin, might go to the washroom, wash your hands, scrub even, and then, yeah, like, you're, you're good, but, like, think about, like, the guys at work. But still, it's just like, it's just like the double dipping thing. I mean, double dipping is no big deal. Are you kidding? What if that person's got some mouth herp going on? I've never, you know what, double dipping, I'm okay with. I've yeah. never been so offended, I've never been offended if, double, if dipping. double dipping is no big deal, then dick on the doorknob is no big deal. Because really, you dip the chip and you take a bite. I don't. I take a bite, like all teeth, and then it all goes in my mouth. I don't. Yeah, like... but you're one of those few people that that does that. Like, what if somebody else is is like like a crazy lips and like person? licks the chip? They like put the chip all the way inside their mouth, lick the bit of it, and then bite, and then pull out the bit that. Uh... Like rubbed on the inside oh, of their geez. lips. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't, I don't get that. Like, I don't know. But then you, you can even take that further, and and they say that you touch your face on average like fifty five hundred times a day. So I touch if, my beard on average of seventy two million times a day. Yeah. So like, imagine you're out there and you come in secondary contact with man dong on your fingers eleven times a day, and then you touch your face fifty five thousand times a day. We got some crazy math going on here. You got man dong all over your face. Wow. This devolved really quick. <laughs> I'm not... I, I don't want to say... On the other hand, like, ladies probably have my dong on their face 11 times a day at least. So, hey, so, yeah, there a, you go. That's, that's, uh... I like the way that you're thinking about you this. See? You'll take a little on the face as long as you're giving as much as you're getting. Yeah. There's the silver lining we were looking for. Oh, man. Jeez. Onto a brighter note, I am, uh, I'm gainfully employed yet again. Yeah. Wait, some, wait, wait. I saw some Facebook updates. Yes, sir. What are you? What are you doing? Well, are you a teacher? I am. However, it's it's a uh, new progressive form of teaching where I don't have to leave my damn house. You're like one of those, uh, like sit six hundred kids in a giant hall over four schools and then pipe in some guy on the internet who's just talking into a webcam? No, even better than that. Uh, I got a position as a high school adjunct English teacher. Uh, basically, I just teach students online. 
they don't have to go to a school anywhere. They sit at home in their underpants, and I How's sit that at home. Work? In my... Just like chat room form. Well, they've got this. The, the school itself has this really cool program built for them. That it's kind of like a social networking site with a lot of the bare bones features. And in the forefront, they got rid of a lot of the extra stuff. But then everything is planned out for the teachers, and and basically, I'm there as their facilitator and and mentor, and then provide um, supplementary materials for them. So it's a lot cooler because I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> I can do it whenever I want, and uh, hold on—you can do it whenever you want. You make your own hours. Yep. So what if? So what if the kid wants to learn from nine to five, and Eric wants to teach from two thirty in the morning until seven thirty in the morning? <laughs> I guess within some sort of reason. <laughs> but I set I set strict office hours and say, here are the times that I'm working. If you want to get a hold of me, here you go. This is this is when I'm available. So have you ever, how long have you had this job for? Uh, I got hired on last last week. And then there's some, since it's so drastically different than traditional teaching, there are some basic training things that I have to go through, getting used to their, their system, how they do things. Um, so I've got about 50 hours of that to do. But uh, hopefully by the end of November, we'll be up and running on my own. How are you liking it? Um... Aside from the sheer isolation factor, I think it's going to be okay. Working from home, is it always sounds really cool, but then it's really not because you wake up in the morning and, hey, wife goes off to work, and I'm, and I'm home alone by there. myself for the next <laughs> 10 hours. And, you know, you've got a, a, I've got my office set up in my game room, so it's very, very hard to stay focused. So and, what do you think the chances of you actually making it through an entire day of quote-unquote work without playing a video game? Zero. Okay, as long as we're both clear on yeah, what's actually going to happen. Keeping each other honest. <laughs> Not lying yeah. to ourselves. You know, I've decided that I'm going to start going through life as a realist. So you, you ask me a question, I'm just going to be real. I'm tired of That's people good. pussyfooting around stuff. The real Eric Peterson. Yeah. You know that realists are what uh, cynics call themselves? <laughs> Is that true? Oh, I heard that once. I think I read that in a Bazooka Joe comic. Yeah, I read it uh, right underneath the eleven dicks fact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna find that article. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. So uh, in s- instead of teaching kids how to read, what uh, what games have you been playing? Oh boy, I was. I'm glad you guys didn't it's talk kind of about this segue. a lot. Whoa, whoa, I'm I'm just a little confused. Are we we're going into that already? I we're only I couldn't I couldn't help the segue. It was a good segue. We're less than in ten Matt's minutes chair, in. I'm I'm feeling the power of Matt Eads in me. I can definitely tell you're six feet away from your microphone. Yeah, it's, it's getting low. Eh? I don't <laughs> I don't know how to unless I'm up here. I don't really know. How to that's bad this. for posture. Yeah, yeah. I'm like who or, sits or straight good up for and posture. Down. I'm not sure. <clears throat> I don't know what to tell you. Do you guys have nothing exciting happen this week? I had a freaking exciting party on Saturday. Yeah, you uh, you seem like you're a pretty hurting unit. Oh, man. I I showed up at my buddy's place at about 7.30. This I picked... was the costume party? Halloween? Quote-unquote costume party. Okay. There was like 30 people there. And maybe six wore costumes? Six Why? or seven? Why? How come... Apparently, Ben, the guy who was hosting the party, only told a handful of people that it was a costume party. So, more than half of the people who showed up had no idea. 
And they're like, oh, yeah, hey, that would have been cool if we knew. So usually the person that shows up without a costume feels like the doucher, but now the ones that showed up with a costume feel like a doucher. Hopefully. I was one of the ones without a costume. Oh. Eads, Eads actually had a pretty good costume. He yeah, was, from, uh, his, from his tweets, I'm sitting there thinking, boy, if the wrong person gets a hold of these tweets, they're, uh, <laughs> they're going to take this seriously, and he's in for some trouble. Yeah, he went as... What's the guy from Breaking uh, Bad? Heisenberg. Walter, Walter White. White. Walter White. He had uh, a jumpsuit chemical retardant thing. Like, he got it at Canadian Tire for, like, 15 bucks. Like, a, a fake hazmat suit thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just walked around with this fake crystal meth that he was just giving out to people. Apparently, he went online and found the the recipe that they actually use in the show to make the crystal meth. And he did the exact same thing. And he said, yeah, you had to break it up with a hammer. What, All that crazy stuff. So what was it? Was it just like crystallized sugar? Uh, it was sugar, it was corn sugar. syrup, yeah. and blue food coloring. And that's so it. So it's like rock candy. You could, Worse. You... Worse than rock candy. <laughs> no flavor. Yeah, absolutely no flavor. And if it touched your teeth, it would stick to your teeth and you couldn't get it off. So you really? had to put it directly on your tongue and then suck on it until it went away. Yeah, he let me try a little bit of that. There, there was no other that. option. Did you get any of it stuck to your teeth? <laughs> uh, no, I was really careful because I put it on my tongue, and as soon as he told me that, I spit it out. It's like, this This is really good, but if it touches your teeth, you're probably going to lose those teeth. <laughs> no thanks. Uh, but yeah, I got, uh, I got super drunk at the party. There was a band there. Uh, a friend of ours is a singer in a couple bands, and they decided that they were going to set up all their stuff and play. Both of the bands, or just one? Uh, well, he was in one band, and they had a bunch of success, and then he retired from that band, and now he's just doing a for-fun kind of thing. So he forewent success for fun. Yes. Oh. Kind of backwards, uh, but okay. <laughs> uh, so the first band was Sally's Crackers. That was what we, he was in before. Uh, I highly recommend checking them out if anyone's listening and likes blues music. Splooge music? Blues. Oh, okay. Blues. That's blue music on your fans <laughs> 11 times a day. All over your hands and all over your face. Can't can't stop it from... Jesus, you guys. What other costumes were there at this party? Uh, there wasn't even very many good ones. There was a sexy Ninja Turtle, which was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um... What I else? feel like anything a girl wears revolves around sexy. Like That's even delineated into the schools these days, because... Uh, my wife's working at a school where they, they got to have a fall festival last Friday night, and kids got to come in costumes, and she said that even down to first graders, kids are just dressing like little slots. <laughs> you just, you have to slap the parents. Like, how do you yeah. not just see them dropping off their kids at school and just be like, no, 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 slap, and just walk away? It's just sickening. What else was there? Uh, my one buddy, Craig, who was on the show ever so briefly... Came as Dionysus. The high dragon. The Greek god. How'd he pull that Uh, off? He had a toga, and he had these... He got them at a Halloween store, but the label on them was Christmas decorations. They were like giant leaves, and he wrapped them into a crown and stuff. Cool. So yeah, that was pretty good. And he had a goblet, and then uh, like a... 
I don't even really know what how to describe it. It was like a whole, something holding grapes. And these were like the greatest grapes I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> they were like the most, most steroided most up grapes. statues of him naked? Well, most statues of all of the Greek gods are of them naked. Okay, so if he wanted to go authentic... You're right. He, he should have just went so, completely butt naked and said, Hey, I'm Dionysus. So before, Isn't it obvious? Yeah, before Craig said, Hey, I'm Dionysus, was everybody like, Oh, Zeus, awesome. Cause no, no, nobody called. Well, no thunderbolts. Hmm. See, if you're if you're going a Zeus, you have to have like a backpack filled with thunderbolts that you can throw oh, at yeah, people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and Di- <laughs> but yeah, Dionysus, I had to ask him who he was. To have grapes. Apparently, I didn't even fucking well, know what was the, going on. He's the uh, god of the grape harvest. Oh, really? Just the grape harvest? Yeah, and like wine making, wine stuff like that. So ah, sweet. God up of on your partying. Greek mythology. I used to be really good at Greek mythology. I actually took a class in university. It was the very first throwaway class that I took. First year of university. I don't recall Dionysus in the God of War mythology. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you want to rely on God of War for your education on Greek mythology. Well, guess what, Mr. Peterson? That's how I know my Greek mythology. Unless I want to log on and have you teach me it. <laughs> ah no, I'm not. Yeah, can you teach? Can you that. give us the the program and like the login information so we can come to class? <laughs> Probably shouldn't. <laughs> what if it's we did free, it though. as a contest for uh, for one of the listeners? Yeah, if they took your course, <laughs> they have to live in Arizona. Oh, I'm sure there's at least one or two people who listen to the show and live in Arizona. Yeah, I'm sure there are. Just, just a ex- extremely rigid guy. Guidelines for joining this concert or contest. <laughs> and what would those be? You have to live in Arizona. Yeah. So move. Get down here. <laughs> move. Uh, yeah. Other than that. I always um, remember we used to have uh, costume parties when I was in college, and one of my buddies always dressed up as the exact same thing every year, but it was funnier than hell because he was six foot five. He had his dad's old high school. Um, powder blue suit and then he would go to the Goodwill find the biggest teddy bear that he could cut the hands and, and the head off of it like gut all the, the stuff out of him and then make little eye holes and wear that and just that would be his costume he'd be the 6 foot 5 powder blue teddy bear and just get hammered drunk wearing that and then he'd take it it's downtown kind of cool. and it's actually kind of cool yeah that's, that's a pretty good idea but just it goes goes in, buys this huge teddy bear, and he's like, "Oh, who's this for? I'm gonna gut it for a Halloween costume." Comes home, tears it all apart. <laughs> Speaking of that, I played some Angry Bear, or what's his name, Naughty Bear. Naughty Bear. Oh, I don't know what okay. that is. Naughty Bear Two: Panic in Paradise, or something. Naughty Bear. A little two? bit more on that later. <laughs> yeah, it's the second game in the Naughty Bear series franchise, if you will. Great! I didn't know the first one was that good. I don't think it was. Any more on this Halloween party before I launch into my naughty bear? Uh, no, I'm just trying to think of some of the other costumes. It's just they were so terrible that they're not memorable. That sucks. I I sort of let um, Halloween weekend sort of pass me by here. And then when I went on to like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and stuff and saw everybody's costumes the next day, fuck, man, I missed out on that. Well, I I the, you, you can still go with uh, the post- thanksgiving or halloween party yeah because uh i mean it falls on the wednesday 
So the next Saturday is closer to Halloween than the previous Saturday. Hmm, true. So you can just do a party then. That could happen, eh? But, like, everybody went out to the bar and partied. Yeah, I never really much. got into Halloween too much. Me neither. Like, I mean, I Halloween was great when you were a kid, but holy fuck. I feel like up. the guidelines nowadays have gotten way too strict, because in the areas down here, at least... You have to be done trick-or-treating before nightfall or before it even starts to get dark. It's like 4 in the afternoon till 6, and it's it's just starting to get dark. And when I was a kid, I remember being out well after dark. Now, are these, like, community-imposed rules, or are these just crazy rules that Eric thinks are there because he <laughs> no, doesn't this is actually like what they broadcast Halloween anymore? <laughs> this is what they broadcast on the news, and they're like, these are trick-or-treating times. Like, fuck, no trick-or-treating time at the Peterson house and turn my porch light off. Yeah, that's, that was always the rule. If the porch light is on, it is a valid house to go trick-or-treating But then you at. inevitably still get kids that come up and pound on the door. It's like, learn proper etiquette. I'll give them an I don't apple think that, or an old that's potato. Ever been, actually, no, that's not true, because sometimes uh, I have my light out and people still come up, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Can't you see there's no light? For them, you should just have a big bag of russet potatoes and hand them out. Either that, or be like the illusion house, like... Keep the porch light off, but those kids that show up, give them, like, 16 chocolate bars apiece. <laughs> <laughs> Word gets out quick. At least that's old, what it was. Old man buyers giving away 16 chocolate bars. <laughs> Did you ever do the uh, take more than one costume with you so you could hit the same house up more than once? No, because we yeah. knew that people in the neighborhoods, when, when I was growing up, they saw so many kids that they weren't going to remember people, so we would come back an hour later. Well, no, the, you just go change costumes and then immediately hit the same house. Oh, no, I didn't. Because then it's that. way faster. You don't have to do the, the circuit again. Really? I feel like that yeah. would take more time than doing the circuit, changing after every house rather than just Not changing Not if the once. second costume is like a ghost. Just, like, just seriously like a ghost costume, over. just boom, sheet over, back up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I never did that. I actually just... I just... I did a lap, and then that was it. Usually it got too cold. Yeah, we used to go out for uh, for hours. Oh, yeah, we like, would come back with Unless you had cases. a pillowcase pillow full, it wasn't worth coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween candy lasted in my place until, like, June the next year. Well, it's sort of weird here in Edmonton. Like, I don't know if it's, like, an imposed rule or, like, people are more... Um, they're just, they're just, they're just taking their kids to malls and stuff now. Yeah, that's just because malls have the best stuff to give away. Yeah, like yeah, all we the did stores that, that actually at GameStop, we had to stand out there and hand out candy. Yeah, because all all the stores that actually participate in this, they give you like you know bags of chips or chocolate bars or stuff that they can write off really really easy. So yeah. they're just well, why not? Why not give the good stuff? And then the parents are super lazy, though, so they're just like, oh well, it's warm and we can hit the mall and then go home. Meanwhile, the kid gets a bunch of decent candy instead of, like, a shit ton of really terrible candy. It's a better idea, I think. It's safer and, like, yeah, you do get good candy and stuff. And, like, you don't have to walk or run around in, like, a snowsuit or whatever here, like you do up here in Canada. But I just feel like the, the kids nowadays are being robbed of the, the trick-or-treat spirit. Well, because you door got to door, pedophiles everywhere and people yeah. shooting each other. Well, but there's also no chance of actually the trick. Like, you can't go to 
the Best Buy or the GameStop and trick or treat there and then get a shitty candy and just egg the shit out of it. <laughs> See, I never did that either. Really? No. Oh, I totally did that. Oh, I, I, I didn't. I didn't actually do the uh, the costume swapping. I only heard that that was possible after I'd stopped trick or treating. I'm like, man, I wish I would have known about that. <laughs> <laughs> but you but used to actually... egg the shit out of people's houses. Uh... Well, not egg the. Sh- yeah, you know, I mean, you give them one or two on the door. Oh, okay. Because you got to get away. You got to get to the next house. Can't get caught. Can't be standing there throwing two dozen eggs at a guy's house. <laughs> I think the only thing we ever did during Halloween was just we probably threw a hundred, two hundred rolls of toilet paper over one of our friends' house. Yeah, I, I've done that too. Toilet papering people's trees—that's super funny too. Oh, we were toilet papering the house itself, like up over this two-story house, and because they were out of town on vacation, so like we're gonna give them a treat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty cruel. Yeah, we had about 15, 16 of us just launching toilet paper around. It was a blast. I always wondered how they would get it off. I think like, the rain just... comes and they just kind of let it dissolve. Do you just wait until it goes away on its own? Or do you think if you like did a controlled burn that only the toilet paper no, would burn? No, I wouldn't <laughs> trust that. <laughs> well, toilet paper is so much more flammable as com- to compared to like the outside of a house. So I think all of the toilet paper would just completely burn up before there would be any risk of the house burning on fire. <laughs> I or I could be wrong, and everyone listening to the show is just going to be like, yeah, let's totally try that. Maybe and I could just act as kindling, and your house would go up even quicker. No, kindling would go up pretty fast. Mm, I don't know. I heard of some pretty nasty tricks that some of my friends would do. They would take that industrial saran wrap and, and saran wrap other people's cars shut. <laughs> they go under the car and wrap the doors like in, in 15, 16 layers of this saran wrap. That's pretty funny, too. Or cram potatoes in people's tailpipes, which inevitably in the long run would destroy the car. But mm. uh, perhaps the funniest one that one of my friends actually, he he got busted by the police and had to serve community service was, have you guys ever heard of forking somebody's lawn? No. What? You no. take You take plastic forks? And you, you kind of have to watch the weather. This isn't a really this is a really elaborate prank, but you have to watch the weather. And right before the very first freeze, you go and you take a couple hundred plastic forks and you cram them in somebody's lawn, and then the, the ground will freeze. And when they go to pull all the forks out, they'll snap off, so they've got all these tines sticking up out of their ground. <laughs> Just a huge pain in the ass to clean up. Holy crap! That would be terrible. Yeah, he he got busted on that one pretty hard. Oh, that's pretty funny, though. I love that. I'm going to do that to Oliver. It's, un- a yard. it's unfortunate <laughs> that a lot of people on the East Coast are going to get to miss out, or have to miss out on on Halloween this year. Yeah, that's happening, eh? Good old Sandy. Like, I think they said uh, 3 million people so far without power. Wow. Wow, so, this is the first time hearing of it, so it's right? obviously not that important. It's you, big, uh... Hurricane? Big old Frankenstorm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, why, do they, why do they call it Frankenstorm? I Be- saw because saw it's that this somewhere. it's this amalgamation of like a hurricane and this superstorm. They're kind of merging together and and fucking a lot of stuff up. Why do people even live on the East Coast? Just just move <laughs> to where Nebraska? Is, where isn't there corn? like nobody living in places like Kansas? Ain't yeah. nobody care about Kansas. You could easily pile twenty million more people in there. Oh, easily, but what, where the fun? Where would the fun be in that? I don't know. You don't have to 
be without power and risk dying to all the tropical storms that come through there every year. It's adventure. Fuck it. It is. It's just like the haboobs rolling through here. It's, it's exciting. <laughs> it doesn't exist. It does, too. We <laughs> talked about this on a previous show. I know, and I still block out the memory. <laughs> you just don't like the name. No, I think it's a genius name. Haboob. Haboob. It sounds very, very mid- Middle Eastern. It is. I, I do believe that's where it comes from, because they have sandstorms over there. and Yeah, a lot of deserts. Yeah. So yeah, games. Oliver, you want to tell me about uh, about what, what's it called? Teddy? Teddy 2? Naughty Bear. Naughty. Panic in Paradise. I remember seeing the first one when it first came out and, and uh, thinking, yeah, this is bargain bin material. Totally. How, how long ago did this game come out? I don't know. I played the demo what? on PSN. This, the, the premise of it is is that a bunch of teddy bears go on vacation, but they didn't invite Naughty Bear. So Naughty Bear goes all Cape Fear on them and straps himself to underneath their bus to get onto the resort. And then from there, you have this hit list of bears, <clears throat> and you're hunting them down. And so did you, you literally go. Did you, did you buy this? No, it was just a demo on the PSN. So, so you're trying to humiliate these bears, assassinate these bears? All of the above. Yeah, it's just... You stalk them, right? You have your target and you're in this little, little open area. And there's, like, civilian bears and stuff. But you get points for, like, setting traps and getting bears snared in, like, uh, bear traps, apparently. Um, uh, what else? Environmental traps. Like, there's... There's like um, just deadly, deadly ass lawnmowers in the in, in in the yard, and you can just shove their heads into these like spinning blades. So when when they get their heads chopped off, is it just plushy white plushy stuff Fluff, that comes yeah, out? Yeah. yeah. Um, but you can actually take some of these. Like there's a gardener, gardener bear that you can take into the bushes and steal his disguise. So then you turn into the gardener bear, and then all the civilian bears. Think you're the gardener, so they all have hearts over their heads, meaning that they're not threatened by you. So, so it's like Hitman with teddy bears. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. <laughs> it sounds really dumb. It is very dumb. But? But it was kind of fun, and I'm like, you know, if they did this in like a sort of Jason Voorhees, maybe Freddy Krueger-like theme, <laughs> this would be pretty awesome. It's like you're Freddy Krueger as a teddy bear stalking the kids no, in their dreams no. and trying to kill them? Not really. But... Or you just want to be able to take a Freddy Krueger glove in this game and kill people with it. That would be cool, too. Downloadable items. But, like, you like there's there's pay phones and telephones and there's getaway cars and, like, getaway boats and stuff that you can sabotage. Because, like, once shit hits the fan and you're exposed, all these, all these bears will start running for, like, the phones calling for help. Or they'll jump onto like an escape car and try to go, but like you can, you can sabotage the car so that when they try to turn it on, it'll explode on them. So basically, this game is teaching you how to kill a lot of people all at once. Well, yeah, but what do games tell us? Yeah, isn't that what most but, games but teach that. you? But this one's teaching you an efficient way to do it. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in this place for like two weeks, setting all these traps and. 
and hazards and rigging these cars to blow up. So, and then as soon as the first one goes off, everyone's going to panic, and then the panic is what causes their deaths. Yeah. Okay, that's, so honestly, it sounds it sounds like a neat premise, but if you just look up any reviews, it, it averages in the low twos. So It is a very neat premise, and yes, but it it's a shitty game. Very poor It seems execution. to me like if... If it would have been actual people, like instead of teddy bears, this game probably wouldn't have been made. Yeah. Well, that kind of reminds yeah, me of is... way back on PS2, they had that uh, game called State of Emergency, probably one of Rockstar's... Uh, that was that was a lame game. Well, I remember yeah, I actually I bought that the day it came out because I, I fell victim to the hype of it. I'm like, this is going to be awesome, and it was a cool concept, but terrible execution. Yeah. So is that kind of um... what Naughty Bear falls into? Sort of. Or is like, it just a crappy game all around? Uh, it's, like, I, I watched trailers as I was downloading the, the demo. Oh, you were really I'm getting like, hyped man. up for this thing. <laughs> no, I just go through my PSN and, like, anything new, I'll, I'll download. And, like, I, I download a demo and I'm like, okay, well, I'll watch some of these trailers just kind of get an idea of, like, what goes on. But these trailers are fucking stupid. <laughs> what it is is just, like... Blah, 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 cuddly is your, is your target. And then, like, this weird commentator's like, you know, you can use the subwoofers as death traps for the cuddly for when he's partying, you can stick his face in the subwoofer and have him blow his brains out. <laughs> Something like that. And then, like, that would just be exactly it. And then the next one would be, like, cutesy... Next time you see Cutesy on the beach, you can stick her face in the barbecue and fry her face off. And then that'd be that. These are the trailers. I swear to God, these are the trailers. And I'm like, wow, this game looks fucking brutal. <laughs> and then, I, like, the, the download started, the, the download finished, and then I, I tried it out just to waste some time. I'm like, ugh, man. How much of it did but you play? It, it's kind of, um, I think there are three levels. I played, like, two. But, um, so more than enough to sate your interest in this game. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 unique in that. Is it one of those games that's so bad you, you pretty much have to play just to say you tried it? Uh, well, I mean, Naughty Bear, the original Naughty Bear, was I think just like this, and I completely passed over that. Mm-hmm. But just because this demo was available and because I had some time to kill, I played it. But like this game is like super malicious, like. These bears just all wanted to go on a vacation, and they didn't invite Naughty Bear because his name is Naughty, and he killed a bunch of them from the last game. So, it's understandable. Dicks. I mean, why wouldn't they invite him? And then Naughty Bear catches wind of this vacation, so he totally (laughs) intrudes upon their fun and kills everybody. You know, I gotta say that if the premise of the first game was that they didn't invite him to something, so he killed a bunch of them... And then in the second game, they go ahead and not invite him again. That might <laughs> might have been their first mistake. Yeah, they pretty much they, made their own bed. Now they have to lay in it. Yeah. Well, that's probably why there won't be a third game, obviously. They've learned. Yeah. Now, Either that or the third game will be release? like, Hey, Naughty Bear, why don't you go camping with us? I don't know <laughs> camping with us. Come to Camp Crystal. Because <laughs> it looks like it's just a, a downloadable. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I didn't look that much into it that I really cared to. Um, I don't know, man. Like, tr- yeah, maybe try it out for yourself. See what, see what you, uh, I don't see know. what you think. 
Just cause, like, the graphics are terrible. It looks like it. I'm looking at some uh, screenshots of it, and it looks pretty rough. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. It's interesting. Because it's, it's a game I'd never play, but I happen to play it, and it's it's interesting to talk about. Hmm. What else? There's a cactus. You can throw a bear into a cactus and just impale it. So it Joy. seems like if you if you like killing things in really unique ways, you'll probably like the game. Just go play Dead Rising then. Uh, that that actually got got old really really fast. It did for me. It got very old. Which one's Dead Rising? Is that the zombie one in the mall? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I never played that one. But <laughs> you sort of hit the nail on the head uh, when you say it's like Hitman. Yeah. I'd much rather play Hitman, and that's coming out pretty soon. Right? And that's November, isn't it? I believe so. November is going to be a rough month for games. Yeah, there's some. What? Too many good ones coming out? Yeah. Lots Call of, of good Duty. ones. Not going to get it. Speaking of which, I've been playing lots of Call of Duty lately. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to the old show, or the the show last week, and was kind of shocked that you bought another copy. Yeah. I think this, uh, me and, um, me and Dinner Dangles are watching a, uh, video, but I think this is the original Naughty Bear, actually. It looks exactly the same. Oh, yeah, it's the same premise, too. They're not going to invite Naughty Bear. Birthday party. (laughs) Fuck you, Naughty Bear. Anyways, yeah, Amber started getting into uh, Call of Duty, so I started playing with her, just because it was actually fun teaching her how to play, and we'd we'd trade off. And so one day, we're we're at Walmart, and like, hey, we should just pick up another... uh, Another copy. Another copy of uh, Call of Duty, so we can play together. And how man, m- that game is fun. How much was? Like, uh, how much is Modern Warfare Two now? Is it still like forty bucks? Thirty dollars, which is yeah, a lot. That is rough. I remember when it first came out, though. I had two copies of it. I had a PS2 copy or PS3 copy and a 360 copy. Just because that's back when I was trying to appease both groups of friends before I gave the Xbox friends the middle finger and. Stuck with the PS3. See, look, they're, like, begging for their lives and stuff. It's kind of crazy here. We're still watching this Naughty Bear trailer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, back on uh, Call of Duty. And it's only Modern Warfare 2, so it's nothing new, but there's still tons of players. Oh, yeah, it's still fantastic. It's <sighs> because it doesn't matter which one you play. They're well, all, they're all the, same. Same. the same. Yeah, You don't need to download map packs. Just play different Call of Duty. It's, I don't know, for a while there, it, it, it was really fun, but, like, in in the latter part of us playing, it's it's gotten to that point where I'm like, fuck this game, like, I, I, I sort of remember all the shit that, I, that um, annoys so are me. You, are you doing the uh, Spec Ops stuff, or are you doing just playing online with each other? We've done a few spec ops, but she likes the com- compa- um, com- competitive multiplayer. Really, I always thought the spec ops was a lot of fun. I really like spec ops too because I could never find anybody that was halfway decent to do them with. Yeah, sometimes you got to be real good if you want to play them on like the three star difficulty. Yeah, yeah, that's what me and a buddy of mine did, and we got stuck on this one level, uh, like three three from the end of all of them, and we just gave up. It's rough. Um, 
What else did you what? play besides some Naughty Bear demo? No, surely you played Duty, something like... of substance. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah. Naughty Bear and Call of Duty. Naughty no Bear and Call of Duty. Um, outdated gaming here. There's something I, I wanted to talk to you about. I'm glad you guys didn't go into too much detail on this in the last show, but uh, did you download the PlayStation All-Stars beta? Yes. Yes, I did. I played that. And? Um, I hate... Uh, I hate Smash Brothers. And no matter what Matt wants to say about this game, like this game is Smash Brothers. Yeah, I'm... I downloaded it, and to be to be one hundred percent honest, you guys touched on this a little bit before, but it gets old really quick. Oh yeah, like you got what, like six characters, and they chose uh, six six of the worst characters. So who who are the six in the demo? It's Kratos. There's uh, Colonel Radic. There's Fat Princess. There's Parappa the Rapper. Sly Cooper and Sly Cooper. Oh shit! Who's the last one? I don't know. I don't know. These are like these are like the first characters announced, so I I don't I'm not surprised about the the choice that they had. But um, it got really really old. Like I I did not find myself wanting to play. I came out of E3 really hyped up on this because I only got to play one match or one series of matches, and I did really well. So I'm like, yeah, this is really cool. And playing it again, still don't like that whole type of game. You know, it just kind of reminded me why I don't play fighting games. Because I get really bored with them super quick. Like when I was trying to play King of Fighters 13. Yeah, it might be a fantastic game, but fuck fighting games, man. I'm terrible at them. I just feel like, just when, just like how I, when I played uh, Smash Brothers, I felt that there was no strategy. And like, Matt says that there's a lot of strategy. There, and... there is to a degree when you build up your when you build up your powers to level one, level two, level three. Um, level three yeah, power just, is just get to kills. level three and win. Yeah, it's it's pretty much what it is. But people can counter those, and they're not you're not always guaranteed to get kills with them because the levels are dynamic to the point where you can avoid what they have. Um, like Big Daddy, if he would have been in the demo, I think his was he floods the level and then everybody else just kind of floats around and you can walk over to him and stab him, but the levels the levels that have more tiers to them, the people could stay above the water and you could not get to them. And So there are ways to counter their power levels. I'm going to see who that, third, that sixth character is. I just... Uh, I, I don't know. I can't think of it. Because there's like, uh, I think there's um, square triangle and circle as your attacks. X is jump. And like you can you can modify each of these moves with like a direction. There is like lots of stuff that you can do. I just feel like playing it, it just all came down to mashing a button. Yeah. Well, isn't that pretty um, much what Smash Brothers was too? Yeah, and that's that's how I feel like Smash Brothers is totally that. I still I still stand by the fact that I think this is a cool game for people that that never got into Smash Brothers or are looking for an alternative to Smash Brothers. This is cool if this is your style of game, but for me it got old. He he goes on about how you don't actually take damage, but the more damage you inflict, not damage you inflict, but the more hits you land is um I'm going to get real distracted here in a second. <laughs> Why? We're just watching a uh, video that's entitled "Toyota Super Drifting Unbuttons a Girl's Shirt." 
oh yeah, that just happened. <laughs> the the more damage you inflict, the the more AP you get, and the more AP you get when you hit levels is when you can um when you can hit supers, and these supers are uh are these supers are used to actually like KO a player. Yeah. Right. So all the damage in between is 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 uh, what's the word? Pointless. Pointless. Well, yeah. it's not pointless because it it helps build up your supers. I guess, but I feel like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's like you're just waiting. They could have just put it on a timer. Like if a certain amount of time passes, you get your super. Other than just wasting all of this. Oh well. Doing damage isn't actually doing damage. It's just getting super increased in power. It's like if if it would have been every 30 seconds or 45 seconds. I don't know how long uh, one of these matches normally takes. But it's if it would have been on a, on a timer, then at least you could have killed them realistically before getting a super, right? Like the damage would have actually meant something. I found in the matches the that, that that I played, I didn't get my level three super until there was only like maybe twenty five seconds left in the match. Yeah, yeah. When I played, like it was tough to get it right up. And um, and at that point, like sure you can score what like three kills with a level three super because they're all pretty much like world ending, right? Um, yeah, they're pretty pretty detrimental. It's it's usually one hit. And then there are droppable items, like rocket launchers will, will show up on the map and, and other weapons that do um, kill people if you hit them with them. So I, I, I remember at E3 I played a couple rounds as Big Daddy, and I went over 10 kills each of those rounds. But um, the characters that I was playing here, I was lucky if I got two or three. I like Kratos. I use Kratos a lot. Kratos was good. I just found that like playing as him felt like playing a God of War game where I can just mash the different buttons and then he would do all of his different moves. As opposed to like Colonel Raddick, who's who's very slow, who's a lot slower and more uh, methodical to his playstyle because he has to actually line up his shots. But he had or, the like, he had the grenade where you could jump up and then drop the grenade down and it would explode, and that would I yeah. found that to be a little uh, a little uh, overpowered, but. That Sweet Tooth. That's who it was. Sweet Tooth was the sixth Sweet person. Tooth, yeah. Person. He he was garbage. I didn't do well with him. I never tried him. Um, I made sure to play at least one round with each character, and and uh, uh, honestly, that was that was about all I did with it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it it's too much like Smash Brothers. Like, why not just play Smash Brothers? Because you love PlayStation, blah blah blah. Yeah, and this has a better like online component to it. True, but you got to know that with the Wii U, they're going to have another Smash Brothers game, and that's going to have an improved online component. So, I, I I will admit that I think Smash Brothers will always be the superior game in this genre. But if, like I said, if you're looking for an alternative, this will suffice quite nicely. I don't. I'm not going to buy it hands down. I will not purchase this. I'm not gonna get it all, but the premise is cool. Like, I, I really liked wish... the worlds and how the backgrounds changed. The one with um, where, where you were in Hades and the Hades is in the Pat background. Then the, the the Patapons came in from the back. How they really incorporated a lot of PlayStation stuff. That was to me that was really cool because. 
the the interview that I did with that developer at E3, he kind of alluded to a lot of the stuff that they did and a lot of the, the, the background work that they did to make these levels include as many homages to, to different PlayStation worlds as possible is just outstanding. And it's it's readily visible, but you know, it all comes down to gameplay. I just wish that they didn't go the Smash Brothers route. I wish they would have made like a real fighter out of these. More like MVC. Like, yeah. I think that would have been cool too, but uh Sony appealed... Sony tried that on the PS1. Granted, yeah, that was a long time ago. But they had that that fighting game called Air Guys that tried to incorporate um, the Final Fantasy characters. Yeah. Or the Square characters, yeah. Yeah. And it was okay, but it, they they tried to make it more like a 3D battle arena type fighting game, but I, I agree. If they did more like an MVC with with PlayStation characters, that'd be really cool. Uh, I just feel like those those that type of fighting games, like the one on one or whatever, three on three, uh, side perspective fighting game with a with life bar, just. I don't know. There's a lot more. It's a lot more cohesive to me. Like I understand that type of fighting game a lot better than I do Smash Brothers. Like the, the big. Uh, uh, I don't well, know how like, you want to call it. Like the melee. It, it's a little more simplistic. Whereas you have, hey, I've got a whole bunch of combos at my disposal. You've got a health bar. Let me use my combos to deplete your health bar. That's that's it. That's the gist of the game. Whereas these ones seem. I don't want to say more complex. I think I'll get lambasted for saying that but there's more to it than that and it's not really obvious as to what it is um, other than that I played more Outland can't put that game down that game is <laughs> that game is really good I should probably pick that back up you really should because that ge- I like I don't know what how many I can hours say have you put game. into that so far uh I think all together maybe just four Oh, Christ, the way you Which talk is... about it makes it seem like you're 60 hours in. Maybe more. <laughs> I can't I put know, this game play... down. I only play, like, small small chunks at a time. But Like, like when four I, minutes I at a time? It, <laughs> whenever I do play it, it's it's just, like, super fun and, like... Yeah, it, it is a lot of fun. I honestly, like, I can... I'll play Dishonored for a while, which I'm not liking at all. I gotta tell you that. Yeah, I heard that. that uh... I, I will, I'll, I'll quit out of that. I'll put in Outland, or I'll pop up Outland, and boom, I will, I, I'll play that for a while. Get the bad taste out of your mouth? Yeah. Let me tell you about Dishonored. Dishonored's not appealing to me at all. Have you beaten it yet? No. I'm not even that far in it. But I just can't, I, I can't go on in it. See, you made an interesting comment on the last show. You said that, that you really enjoyed Bioshock, and now that you're playing Dishonored, it made you think... Okay, wait, did I really enjoy Bioshock or not? And I I was kind of of the same mindset where I liked Bioshock, but to me it didn't leave me with that that mind-shattering impression like Matt, you know, th- this game is the end all be all of awesomeness. So, after playing Dishonored and and thoroughly enjoying it, there's there's no doubt that the two games are are in the same yeah. vein. Uh, yeah. you can definitely see that Dishonored pulled a lot of inspiration from the the way that they from from Bioshock. So I fired Bioshock back up again and started playing through it and I'm still the same mindset. Like I I didn't really care for Bioshock that much. To me I would put Dishonored above Bioshock. 
Matt is rolling his uh, green. Hopefully Matt he's... isn't really listening to this part of the show, because if he hears that, he's just going to crucify you next week. <laughs> I, the, the, one thing I, <laughs> the one thing I will say that that this time playing through Bioshock, I actually went through and I'm I'm making sure to collect all of the, the audio snippets. And I do like how they have more character backstory in Bioshock. That that aspect is better, the the story and everything like that, but the gameplay from Dishonored I thought was better. So if you kind of mesh those two together, get yourself a hybrid game going on. Um Going back on what you said about did you really enjoy Bioshock? Like, thinking about it now, I just... I, I remember struggling through the first part of that game. Like, struggling so much because the shooting was a little off and... Yeah. And, like, I didn't really like the powers part part of it. And, and so, I think... Yeah, like, even... I played through it because a buddy pulled the whole this game will change your life thing. <laughs> and so, I played through it and... I was sort of forcing myself through it, and at the end, it did have a really good payoff story-wise. But yeah, like thinking back on it, I'm like wow, I did struggle through that game. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to finish Bioshock One because I don't think I gave Bioshock Two a fair, a fair shake. I probably played two hours of it, and like, well, this is, this is more Bioshock. So, um, I, I want to try Bioshock Two and, and just see if they improved on what I didn't like from the first one and see how that stacks up to Dishonored because you know, even, what is it, I played it two weeks ago? Is it, how long has Dishonored been out? Two weeks now? Um, yeah, about two, three weeks. Three weeks, same, same day yeah. as XCOM. And usually with usually with me, I fall, my birthday. I fall victim to, I'll play a game and I'll really like it because I'm playing it and it's new and it's cool. And then like two, three weeks out, I, th- I look back on and be like, well, okay, maybe not. But like, I still have that good taste in my mouth about Dishonored. It was it was surprisingly good, especially considering I was really hating on it after E3. So maybe it's just because I had such a drastic change of mind. Moving on. <laughs> Do you foresee yourself finishing it at all? Um, no. Really? Yeah, there's nothing really hooking me to that game at all. So you wasted sixty bucks. Yes. <laughs> kind of you know upset what, that. You know what game you should go back and play? What's that? Demon Souls. Demon Souls. <laughs> Let me tell you yeah, what. You, you can make it through that swag. Oh, easily. Let me tell you what. If you hate Dishonored, you're gonna love Demon Souls. So the uh, how, how does that work out? <laughs> don't worry about it so Artorias of the Abyss came out on the 23rd 23rd yeah last Tuesday the, the DLC for Dark Souls finally hit and uh, that was the day I got my job so for me like hey 2 and 1 awesome got a job Dark Souls DLC couldn't have been a better day until I popped the damn game in and realized that you have to be almost to the end of the game to access the DLC, and I had just started another new game plus. <laughs> so it saves over your file or something? You can't go back to your old game? Yeah, when you start a new game plus, it just roll. It's like any other new game plus. It rolls over, you keep all of your equipment and everything, and you start the game over with all your stuff, but all the enemies level. Like, I think in Dark Souls, it's still 8%. So it gets marginally harder, um, but you have to be at a certain point in the game before you can access the DLC area, and it's probably in the last 30, 25, 30% of the game. 
So I've, <laughs> I had a solid 20 to 30, I'd say probably 20 hours to play before I got to the DLC. I still haven't gotten to it, and I've been playing every day. Wow. It, but now that you have a job, I mean, you can't play all the time. Yeah, I can. <laughs> Just put my computer next to the TV. So I'm I'm really enjoying Dark Souls again, going back to it. You, Kev, you were the only one that played that, right? Yes. And you hated it, right? It's not that I hated it. It's that I didn't have the patience for it. I'm I'm rediscovering that, because by the end of the, my first playthrough, I was all-powerful. I could kill anything without any difficulty at all, and I'm rediscovering just how mind-fuckingly hard that game can be. Um I've actually been pulling people in to help me with it just because I want to power through it, so I'll summon people, three, four people in, and, and just plow through <laughs> some of the bosses, which I guess it's not cheating, but... you know, I Oh played... yeah, if the game lets you do it, it's totally not cheating. I've, I, pulled in some, uh, I pulled in some listeners and had them help... I told them, help me fight this boss, and Kaleg's Fury, one of, the, one of the tougher bosses, just went in. I didn't even swing my sword once, made them do all the work. <laughs> really? Yep. You lazy bastard. No, I was just taking advantage of my resources. swing your sword. Come nope. on. I didn't even... I stood That's in the corner and watched him fight. Is it because if this thing touched you one time, you would die? I was or? pretty weak at that point. I was charging through. So I think um, one of our listeners, Kiefer, I, I, I sent him a message saying, Hey, do you want to help me? And, Kinda uh, everything? <laughs> yeah, Kaida everything. He he hopped on and, and took over. He's helped me through some of the other spots, too, and... Been a, it's it, that game's a lot of fun if you play through with somebody else. What does the what does the DLC uh, offer you? It's uh it kind of expands like on a lot of the levels? yeah it expands on a lot of the lore that's within there, and it offers a whole new area, another couple boss fights. To tell you the truth, I'm I don't know because I haven't gotten to it, and I'm not going to read up on it just for fear of spoiling something. All right, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I just know that I paid $15 for it, and I'm still about 15 hours away from getting to it. Maybe you'll get to talk about it next week. Maybe. Or the week after. <laughs> <laughs> Provided I haven't rage quit on it in that time. Did you... We talked in depth. We actually made a separate show about I listened. Walking Dead last week. I listened. What have you got to say for yourself? What do you want to add to that conversation? I think a lot of a lot of what I did fell in line with what you guys did in terms of who you saved and, and what happened. I'm fuck it. I'm just going to say, I'm assuming people have listened to it. Um, I hated every second of Ben, like from the time that he was on the train and said, yeah, it was my fault. I was helping the bandits. I wanted to push him off the train under the tracks, but for some <laughs> reason I always just, I, I'm very polite and cordial with him. Like, it's okay. It's, it's not your fault. Things happen. Yeah, like, next, next time you maybe do something a little better. Yeah. Help and out I the was, team. I was playing through episode, episode four with Christy, and when he um, pulled that hatchet out of the door and let all the zombies in, oh, like dummy, I'm sitting there thinking, "All right, that's it." And Christy was pissed off too. She's like, "Fuck that guy!" He's <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, "How? So, how stupid yeah, can you be?" Like, it's not just there. Nobody just left it there <laughs> yeah. for us to loot. Well, and didn't right? you see the horde of zombies on the other side of the door? Yeah, that also. Or, well, apparently they had shambled away by then, because they didn't immediately break down the door. After there was another there, issue right? that I had with that, and I don't know if I just missed something, but there was one spot when you, I think you're with Molly, and you drop back in through the roof, 
there are suddenly zombies in there inside the building trying to get into the doctor's office. Yeah. How the fuck did they get in there? Because the door still had the hatchet in it, and then if you go out the other way, where you have to climb over the fence to get into the garage, there's no way they could have gotten in there. They were probably in there from the beginning. They weren't. You just didn't you just didn't notice them the first time. Maybe they're hiding you don't in the ex- coke You don't machine. explore the whole school, right? Yeah, they they kind of like let that one just slide in. Yeah. Didn't really explain it. But anyway, we're sitting there, we're pissed off at Ben, and I said, I hope to God I get a chance to kill this asshole this round. Because he, he like, this is it. And then when we're up at the top of the, the clock tower, and he's hanging off and just wants to let go, he had that split section, and, and I actually let myself almost time all the way out trying to make this decision, and I saved him. Did and you as really? soon as I, yeah, as soon as, at the end, I'm like, son of a bitch, why did I do this? Oh, I hate this guy. So... You're a good man. Wow, that's that's crazy. After all this time, you want to kill him so bad, you finally get the opportunity. Yeah, and you don't. Maybe do it. maybe I'm one of those people that I get. I, I I want to exact my revenge, and then when the opportunity presents itself, I won't follow through with it. But maybe maybe the ultimate revenge is to let him get eaten by a zombie. Because so you could have pulled him up and then pushed through. him down the stairs. Yeah, I mean that would have been a pretty good revenge. It's like, hey, I saved you. <laughs> Not really. Push him down the stairs. I let him fall. So I what? totally let him fall. So you you said you don't even remember. No, well, like you guys said <laughs> that if you save him, he ends up coming with you. He didn't end up coming with you, so I'm putting two and two together, and I think I let him fall. I'm pretty sure I let him fall. Yeah, but didn't nobody come with you? Yeah, at the very end, nobody came with me. I had everybody. Come that was with fucked me. up. Not even, not even Kenny. And Kenny I've, didn't even come with you, and he's your homeboy, no. isn't he? Yeah, yeah. They let me go by myself. They're like, but oh, you concealed okay. your bite, didn't you? Yes. I don't know. Did you? Did you tell him? Yeah, I was open and honest with him. I said, "Oh shit, I got bit," and then um, I said that I wanted to go alone, and everybody said, "Nope, we're coming with you," and everyone came with. <laughs> yeah, Ben tried to come with me, but I wouldn't have none of that. Like, you're just going to fuck me again. I was so pissed off at the end of that game because I always look forward to seeing the percentages. And for me, at the end, there was some sort of glitch and it wouldn't tell me what the criteria was for each of the five things. It showed me the percentages, but I had no idea what they were referencing. Oh, yeah, you were saying that a little bit off air last week or the week before. Yeah, so I was kind of disappointed about that. But I, I do definitely agree that for me, this was one of the worst episodes. I did not enjoy it. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say that as well. I thought it was way too, way too scripted in in the fact that it, f- it for the first time in this entire entire game it felt like I was playing a game. There was just a lot of very typical game features, like when you're trying to get into the house and oh, the camera pans back to the dog house. Oh, what's back? It's just to me, it, <laughs> it felt kind of heavy-handed and in your face, like you're playing a game. Yeah, it's like. We obviously know that the dog door means dig up the grave. You don't have to show us that it means dig up the grave, right? Yeah. There were a lot of really cool things that they touched on, and I think this game is, is working towards setting a precedent with with what's going to be acceptable here in the future with video games in terms of what thing what people can talk about, and namely killing kids, which you know Skyrim made a huge point of not doing. Like, hey, we've got kids in the world, but you know what? You can't kill them. Same thing they did in the Fable universe. There's kids, but you can't kill them. Um, yeah, this is a zombie, but but 
still you're you're killing a kid and um well i'm thinking about it in that situation i i didn't have kenny do it i don't know who said they did but um eads did at the 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 kid in the attic yeah i had kenny do it as well and And both of you guys got shut down by kenny at the end well he had to broken man he just broke him even further I try to stay nice to him. He's an asshole to me, but I'm just generally nice to everybody, which is kind of goes against the way I normally play games. Like, I, if I've got the option to be an asshole, I'm going to be an asshole just because I like to see how it comes out. And you know, like Fable Three, I was just this money hoarding slumlord. So it's strange that I'm playing through this game differently. But um, no, back to yeah. What? Go ahead. When I was playing Fable Two, I was. Just, uh... The first thing I did in that game was I bought up all the food stands in the in the starting town and then just doubled the price on all the food. I'm like, all right, well, this is going to be the easiest way to make money. Just charge them double for food. I did that in Fable 3 where I bought all of the houses and then never repaired them. They didn't really have anywhere else to go because I owned everything. <laughs> Jacked up the rent and they lived in squalor. So I think, I don't know. I, I like the concepts that episode four brought forth. I just think it was kind of a boring episode. Like the whole abortion thing was really, was really uh, tense. To, pointless. It, it was pointless, <laughs> but it, it, it's the first time that it was ever really brought up in a game like that. So, um, oh, that's what I was going to say. You guys were talking about how this this game ties in with the comics and how the comics ties in with the movie and or with the, the show. show. Yeah. And no, the comics don't tie in with the show. The comics do tie in with the show. They well, like it's based on the comics. Well, but there, there's there's some very really taken off. Yeah, there's some very minor differences to like. Can we, I'm just going to give away spoilers because I'm just going to assume that everybody's seen this stuff. Um, <laughs> in the comic, wait, what? Wait, uh, how deep into the show are you going to? I've started season. I started season three. Okay. okay. Don't mm. don't tell me anything about season three, otherwise I'll murder you from no, afar. So, I'm not even done season two, part two. So let's not go that deep. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, you were about to get screwed. Yeah, I, I'll I'll avoid that then. But the relationship. Between... I, I think I I know what happens. Actually, it's already been spoiled. But the, what do the... you think happens? I know that something happens to Shane. Okay. Well, well what happens to Shane it. in the show? Happens to him a lot sooner in the comics. Yeah, Yeah, it's like in the first six pages of like the first book, apparently, in the comic. It's super early. Yeah. I mean, they're not even out of that little mountainside camp yet when it happens to him. Yeah, it happens in the the camp. I've read read most of the, some of the comics. Yeah. So I know that. But like, I do, I I like Shane as a character. Really? Really? Yeah. I don't. Because I, see, I started watching, I started watching the show and then I picked up the compendium. And started reading that and then dropped the show because I enjoyed the storyline from the compendium more. Um, not an elitist comic book douchebag, <laughs> as you so gingerly put it. But I think the only reason you like it more is because you can get the whole story right now. You don't have to wait for it to, to come out in season three and then season four. That could very well That's be That's probably it. the only reason you like it better. I don't know. I think that, that there's some things that they focus on in the show that just drag like the whole point like why the fuck are you on herschel's farm this long really come on but the, the you gotta have faith from what i've from what i've been able to pick up the only thing that crosses over from the game to the comics and show is glenn and yeah, glenn yeah he, herschel well herschel's farm yeah but like the character wise um 
Glenn. When, when is Glenn in the game? At the, the very first episode. He's in episode one, and then he takes off at the beginning of episode two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He jumps in the car. And he's yep. like, I, I'm just, I'm, I gotta go. Yeah, I got family and I would like to think that I gotta, I would, gotta deal with that. I would like to think that his character, if we were to delve into it in the in the show, that that's where he comes from. You know, he he leaves this group to go to try to find another his family or wherever he went off, and he he meets up with Rick and Shane. So I'd like to think this is all happening parallelly, but uh, I don't really think that they're going to have a lot of that stuff going on. I think they just exist within the same universe. I think they mentioned that uh, Lee's story happens while Rick is still in his coma. Hmm, maybe. That well, would not, make sense because I, Rick is in the coma during the beginning of this and, and Lee experiences the beginning of everything. Yeah. Is it that, that ride to the police uh, through, like, in the police car? Is that, like, quote-unquote the beginning of everything like yeah because you, if you listen on well, the yeah, radio yeah, station and you because they were getting all the radio reports yeah mm-hmm. and everything was still like sort of normal he was on his way to jail yeah okay hmm. but that's thinking back that that sort of happened just like like that like mm-hmm. driving around and then hits I, the, the zombie i didn't even see that coming when i was playing the game i'm just like oh we just hit that zombie Cool. Like, I thought we were going to make it to prison, and then something would happen at the prison. Do you foresee yourself playing through this again when the retail copy comes out? No. I kind of want to play it again, but I'm not going to buy retail. Like, it's going to be on my PlayStation, I'm just going to play it again. I was, I don't know, I was kind of shocked at that retail deal. I think that's a terrible deal. Like, hands down, that's that's a terrible deal. Because, number one, you can can pay $24.99 and get all of it on DLC. Yeah. So that's it's cheaper on if you it's cheaper if you download it. Yeah, it's a lot cheaper, which is the first game that's actually doing that, making it cheaper for DLC. But then, then the the retail copy from what I've been able to gather is that it still doesn't come with the fifth episode. You still have to download the fifth episode. Oh really? Yeah. So it's not it's, I, I figured they'd wait to release it until the fifth episode was at least done. No, from what I've heard, they are going to be releasing it without the fifth episode on there i could be wrong that could have changed but when this the 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 retail release was first announced that's what was going on around it and then the compendium they say it retails for 59.99 it's a load of horseshit you can get it for 30 dollars on amazon brand yeah. and new so it's it's really kind of a bad deal especially if you have to download that fifth episode yeah, if you do, that's that seems like a complete waste. Yep. Like, why even come out with it? I mean, I can understand the tacking on the compendium to make a little bit of extra money that way, but mm-hmm. if you have to download it, then there's no point. I picked up my compendium at a uh, at the Phoenix Comic Con for fifteen dollars. It was super cheap. Granted, somebody had written their name on the bottom pages in marker, but. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Steve. I have a compendium. I have a walking dead compendium. <laughs> uh, so you've been playing anything else, Eric? Uh, I started the um, Medal of Honor Warfighter demo. I have that too. I don't want to try it because it's gotten terrible reviews. It's not very good. Yeah. It's it's kind of neat. I mean, they the, the graphics are really cool. The I, I really like a lot of the military aspect stuff. But this just kind of reminds me why I'm getting burned out on shooters and and made me think twice again about, like, should I really buy Black Ops 2? 
don't. Yeah, I'm on the fence about it. And just don't. I enjoyed Black Ops One. I didn't play. I played the the campaign of Modern Warfare Three. Didn't play a single match online. But I'm just kind of burned out on military shooters. And yeah, it, that'll happen. That'll happen fast. I didn't get to play a whole lot of Warfighter because it's it, what is it a sixty minute full demo for PSN members? Yeah, PSN. you get the first download. And I I, I started it up not realizing that once you start the game the timer starts and I let it sit on the menu for half an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Can't you just uninstall it and re-download? No, it keeps that link to your system. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Let's um, get a new PS3. I've been playing over. I've been playing a ton of Borderlands 2. The more I get into that, the more I like it. It's just it's a fun, quirky game. But still stealing everybody's loot. Oh, yeah. Good for you. That's the point. You do all the work, I pick up the loot. You kill the boss, I'll sit in the corner eating a cupcake. Yeah, I'll charge in while you're dying, and then I'll get all the loot and make sure to get back to you just before you die. And revive (laughs) you. That's how it works. That's why Eads doesn't like playing games with you. That's because I play games purposely like that with Eads. Yeah. And everyone else. Well... (laughs) The people I play with play the exact same way, too, so I guess two peas in a pod. Yeah, there you go. Everybody you know are gaming assholes. We just like to have fun with games. I don't like taking games super seriously. The whole, oh, I I got this piece of loot, but it's better for you, so here you go. Yeah, no, I got this loot, I'm going to sell it. No, not even that. If I don't sell it, I'm going to drop it off this cliff. Exactly. I got this sniper rifle that you would totally love. Come here, come here, and then throw it off the cliff. Fuck you. (laughs) You get it first next time. That's just the way my friends and I play it. And it's a lot more fun because they dish it back too. So it's not like I'm the only one being an asshole. Or he'll Uh, play the... They've got slot machines in there, and and once you get up to the higher levels, they start costing upwards of $1,000 and more just to pull pull the machine. And sometimes you'll get really good weapons, so... Uh, he'll be playing the slot machine and he won't know that I'm standing behind him and as soon as I see that door open I'll pop in and steal his gun from him and go sell it. <laughs> oh, that that is that is a tech play. I feel Cold like that's blooded. how that game's meant to be played though. You're meant to be an asshole. Yeah, I mean it's post-apocalyptic world. You, yeah. It's the strong that survive. Exactly. And maybe not even it's just strong, like just Shane. Like, yeah. Shane would have stolen that gun too. Oh, I don't think I've been playing much of anything else, really. I was out of town this weekend and and didn't get a big get a, get a whole lot of time to play much. <laughs> so I'm still playing XCOM. Is that game really have that much longevity? Three weeks in, and I'm still going strong. Have you beaten it yet? Yes, I've beat it. Oh, that's right. You I'm had a tweet that through. said, "I just saved the world." You're welcome. That's right. Thank you for memorizing my tweets. Every one that I put out, you probably have stored up there somewhere. <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so now I'm doing it on one higher, di- higher level difficulty. Uh, I actually had to start over a couple times because apparently in the higher difficulties, the first two or three months is super important. And if you fuck anything up in the first two or three months, it just makes the rest of the game super hard. But if you have a good couple months, then it, it's pretty much smooth sailing. So, I mean, I could have invested an extra 15 hours in all those other playthroughs just to see if I could beat it with with the setbacks that I had incurred. 
but I'm just like, well, I'm only an hour in, I'll just restart. So I think, uh, I think I'm on my fourth restart, and now I'm almost done the second month, and I'm just balls advanced right now. Just rape and face? Just rape and face. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Byer, uh, with his nickname of Double D, because Dinner Dangles is one letter too long. Dinner oh. Dangles? <laughs> so yeah, I had to settle with Double D. Uh, he's a heavy, he's he's a captain. He's going strong. Swagger Aguilar is uh, is my sniper. Yeah! That's right. Uh, and oddly, both you and Eads are support. Oh, yeah. Son of a so bitch. You're just, you're just kinda, kinda in the background, Didn't healing us up. Help us. <laughs> God damn it. Healing us when we get a little hurt. Yeah, Eads, Eads is the only one of the four of us who has died so far. I've had to, oh, good. I've had to clone him and have Eads 2.0. He's got weak wrists. <laughs> He's got really weak wrists. Yeah, uh, but uh, he he came back as a support again. He died as a support, and then his second person came back as a support. So I guess it's just faded that Eads is forever here to help me out. <laughs> Except today, of course. There's a demo of that on PSN that I have. But I'm afraid to try it because then I'm going to want to go out and buy it. I'm afraid to try it because I hear it's just super hard and super complicated, and I don't want. It to is like... not hard at all on the the easier two difficulties. Yeah, like easy and normal are both super easy. Hmm. If once once you get the strategy layer down, because there's a strategy layer and the tactics layer, the tactics side of the game is. I mean, it's common sense. You've played, you play Call of Duty all the time. You got tactics down. <laughs> not really, do I? I run in. And obviously, I'm not supposed to run down, like, the open lane. But guess what? Here I am running down the open lane. Yeah, just chuck grenades and decoys. That's all it takes. All right, maybe you won't be that good at XCOM. <laughs> but no, the, 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 base as, the base management aspect of the game is actually a little bit difficult. And that's the part where on the higher difficulties you have to be really efficient in the first couple months otherwise you'll just set yourself too far behind but in the lower difficulties it doesn't matter at all like you could i, I progressed through the game extremely slow when i was playing it the first time because i was just getting the hang of it and i think i probably finished the game six months later than i could have because it goes you start in march i think and then i think i finished in december but I mean, if I was rushing through, I can. You, apparently, you can finish that game in the second month. Jeez. I don't think that that's true, but I've heard people say that you can. So you talking about that is, it reminded me that um, somebody gave me a copy of Civ Five. I actually have a copy of Civ Five also that I do not need. And I have been playing. I think in a span of a couple days, I probably put thirty hours into that game. And I played a multiplayer game with one of our listeners, and uh, I think we are up to turn 280. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's it's been a long, long time. But um, So who are you playing with? Give, give a shout-out. Uh, Vic Mies, guy that writes in Vol- Voltaire. Oh, he's he's the guy that I played on the stream played, with. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I played a, a multiplayer round with him and over the course of a few days. And I learned very quickly that my strategy of building as many cities as I can as early in the game backfires very late in the game. Yeah, it doesn't work in Civ Five quite like it does in Civ Two. No, see, I was pumping out settlers. I think I had eight cities within the first hundred turns, and suddenly <laughs> I'm just plunged into economic depression and unhappiness. And yeah, 
I am definitely well, going to get my ass kicked. At least you learned. True. And then I went on to play a game in single player uh, a little bit differently, and it didn't go as well because I was focusing more on culture and, and not building up any army whatsoever and got completely dominated within the first hundred turns. <laughs> so I enjoy it. For as much as I suck at it, it's... That game's a lot of fun, but I can see how... I asked Eads to play. He's like, hey, you want to do a, a, a multiplayer match? He's like, I don't have 12 hours, so no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's, it just seems that if you start a game, you're never going to actually finish it. No, I think the, the multiplayer match I started, we sat and played for five and a half hours straight the first time, and after that, it was just a few hours here and a few hours there. And yeah. I burned myself out on that game pretty quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we were playing quick, too, like Tiny tiny Continents, uh, Quick Battle, and it's still 10, 12 hours plus. I mean, I'd hate to... Have you ever done a marathon of that game? No. I wonder how long that would take. Too long. <sighs> kind of disappointed, though, because we set one of the winning conditions as time, and what is that, three, 300 turns? Uh, 500, or 300 for short game, yeah. Yeah, that's what we were doing, so... And you guys are on turn 280, and you couldn't pound out those last 20 turns. Well, we... Yeah, that's just where we stopped. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I've, I've also been playing... I picked up uh, another game, Steam game, uh, Faster Than Light. I heard a lot of people talking about that. What is it? Uh, so the premise of the game is you are c- in control of a spaceship... And on the spaceship, it's like it's a super terribly animated spaceship. Uh, There's a bunch of rooms on the spaceship, and each room does different things. So there's your helm room for controlling your propulsion and navigation, and there's an engine room for making sure you have power, and a weapons room for firing your weapons, the shields, and, and all these other things. There's an oxygen room to make sure you still have enough oxygen on your ship. Uh, there's a med bay to heal your, your crew. Uh, sensors, some drones that you can get. So and what's the, the, whole, what's the, the point of the game? The whole point of the game is you are running away from the rebel fleet because the rebel fleet wants to kill you. So the Cylons. Yes. Uh, Put this in terms I can understand. Battlestar. Okay. <laughs> Cylons are chasing you. Okay. And you are jumping from location to location. So uh, it's exactly like Battlestar. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've heard it referred to as Star Trek. Battlestar also works. Uh, but yeah, you just jump jump from planet to planet and encounter what happens at that planet and then move on. Uh, you have to manage your, your fuel and, to a lesser extent, your missiles and your drone parts. Because missiles and drone parts, you use them in combat. And uh, they're, they're not renewable. You have to buy more with scrap. And scrap is also used to upgrade your ship. Who do you buy them from? People on planets. Uh, there's there's stores. So as you're as you're moving around these this little map, jumping from star to star, mm-hmm. you can see like one star around you. So you'll know if there's a store nearby. Okay. And you can go to the store and spend your money, get new crew members, upgrade to have transporters, so you can transport your crew to the other ship that you attack. There's different ways you can kill ships. Uh, you can send your crew over to kill all their crew in hand-to-hand combat. Uh, you can actually light their ship on fire and then target their oxygen systems so that uh, all the people on the crew on the other ship asphyxiate to death. Nice. That's always and a then, pleasant death. 
Then there's the standard of just blowing the shit out of the ship until it blows up. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so so the point is, it's it's all every time you go to a star, you get a random event, and the random event could be a ship that attacks you, or there could be something on the planet that you have to go and investigate, or it could just be, you know, you came here for no reason. You should probably fuck off. And it looks like the, the animations the, were all done in Flash. Yeah, it's a super simple game. Uh, I think it took me 45 seconds to download it. <laughs> okay. Uh, 9.99 retail for a 45-second download. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you move on. As you move on, you you unlock different ships, and each ship has different starting capabilities. So some will have more weapons. Some will start with a drone control. Some will start with a teleporter, things like that. And the point is to make it through eight different maps. And each map you have to go from one side of the map to the other, to the exit point, and then warp on. And then once you get to the eighth map, there's a boss that you have to fight. Uh, I've made it to the boss. I have not beat him. I was I thought that I was doing well. I made it all the way through the first seven maps. No problem. Like, I thought my ship was good, upgraded, good enough to fight whatever was coming up. And then I went to this this other eighth map, and I just got totally fucked. I, I couldn't do any damage to the ship that I was supposed to kill to win the game. So I just had to wait until it killed me. And then start and over and do a different and then route start of upgrading over, your yeah. ship. Yeah, and then... Because it's, it's all different, right? There's a bunch of different weapons you can buy, but there's no guarantee that you'll get access to a given weapon in a oh. given playthrough. So it's kind of like so, Binding of Isaac. Yeah, it's kind of like Binding of Isaac. Hmm. But it's it's really simple. Uh, you can pause the game because sometimes you're going to have to pause because everything is, is real time once the game is unpaused. So if there's fires burning in three of your sections and oxygen is going down but your weapon system is also going down and you only have three people in your crew, let's say, you have to decide, you know, what, what do I send my guys to do first? Do I repair the oxygen or... Do I repair the weapons so I can destroy the ship that's that's killing me, or do I put out the fires? There's a lot of uh, of balance to try and figure out what what the best thing to do at a given time is. Hmm. But uh, I started playing it yesterday, and like I, I can't stop playing it because so I just want to beat it. Pretty addictive quality to it. It is pretty addictive, and. Uh, the way that you unlock some of the ships, because I did go online to see like how you unlock some of them, and some of the things you have to do is like completely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. you, you, some of them you have to upgrade systems that you have no business upgrading. Like what? Uh, like your med bay to get faster healing. Like the only time you need healing pretty much is when. I feel combat like having a good over. med bay would be important. It's not that important. No. Dr. Chocolate's in there. Because your, your, your money in the game is what upgrades your ship. So okay. if you upgrade your med bay, you don't have enough money to buy more missiles, or you don't have enough money to buy a but better But then you go weapon. into the next battle with no health, and you're fucked two ways to Sunday. Well, no, you, you can still wait to recover your health with the normal speed. Oh, you can it's just, just sit not there. a little bit faster. Yeah, you can just sit there and wait. Okay, that seems really dumb then. Yeah, I could see that. But yeah, but that's the only way to unlock this certain ship. And then you have to travel to a certain home world because there's a bunch of different races and they all do different things. They all have different benefits hmm. 
for when they're members of your crew. But yeah, it's it's super fun. I saw some people talking about it a while ago. Cha- it's extremely challenging. It doesn't look like it should be this this challenging, but it, it really is. Well, that's how I felt about Binding of Isaac, too, where it, it looks simple, but fuck, that game's hard. Mm-hmm. So, huh. I'm watching videos of it right now as you're talking, and it, it like, it, is it like a, a spaceship kind of, like, management game? Kind of. Like it's, you you you're seeing what I'm seeing here, and yeah. it's just all the spaceship stuff. Is there any actual like, like is this it? Yeah, this is this is all the game is. Oh, move from place to place and encounter what happens there. Hmm. You might be uh, thinking swag of something like Gratuitous Space Battles. Yeah, that's totally what I thought. Bullet hell. No, it's it's just step by step. What do you think is the most important thing to do at this moment? Oh, okay. But uh, the achievements, I was looking at the achievement list, and holy crap, some of these things look impossible. There's one achievement for beating the game without ever destroying an opposing ship. Like, I, I, I don't even know how that's even remotely plausible. Stealth? Hmm. <laughs> Not lethal. Maybe. But yeah, it's, it's like a non-lethal playthrough. It's space, like you get an achievement for space it. Space sleep darts. Use your... <laughs> Superior Star Trek diplomacy skills and just go for the culture win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's cool because uh, you have all those different systems on your ship, right? Uh, but you can also see all those systems where they're located in the enemy ship, and you can target those specific systems. So if you want to shoot their weapon system to make sure that they don't shoot back at you, you can auto- you can target all your, we- your all your weapon fire at their weapon system, or if you so- want to. If you want to start fires and, and suffocate them, you, you target the, the oxygen system. Can you send spies over to their ship? Yeah, once you, get, once you upgrade to transporters, you can send an, a boarding party over to fuck their shit up. Or you can upgrade drones that can assault the enemy ship or shoot down missiles or, or a bunch of other things. I might it's... buy this instead of Assassin's Creed 3. Honestly, you should. For 10 bucks, I... It's already made its 10 bucks back. And guess what? Eads, this shit'll run on my crappy laptop. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cuz I yeah, got I saw, Flash installed. I've heard I've heard a lot of good things about this game and I've had a couple people on Steam tell me that this is a lot of fun for, for There the was 10 another bucks game that, that a lot of people have been talking about that I'm I don't know if I want to spend the 10 bucks to get it, but it's a uh it's an uh, JRPG called To the Moon. Have you played that yet? No. I haven't heard anything about it either. I've, I've heard, heard a, of it. a lot of people talking about like the most moving story they have ever played. Really? Like, people saying that they have never cried at a video game so hard. I think that and, one's only uh, nine ninety nine as well. And this is on Steam also? Yeah. It was one of those sleeper ones that just kind of took everybody by storm. Really, really intense story. Hmm. Who's it by? Uh, I don't know. It's definitely an indie game. I don't know. But it's got really cool anime-type cutscenes and um, JRPG-style battles. And I heard it wasn't too terribly long, but everybody that I've heard talking about it has said that the story alone is worth it. Oh, yeah, even the intro is like Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. I mean, just for me, 
I, I love JRPGs so much. Just clicking through some of the pictures and looking at the world as you're moving around it, it to, I, I want to play another game like that. Yeah, I'm looking at the art style right now, and I'm just like, sign it's, me up. That's yep. very JRPG. Like yeah, it's like JRPG. classic, classic JRPG. Maybe we should uh, we should both get this and talk about it next week. Uh, maybe not next week. See, maybe see the week we, after. See if we I'm, cried. I'm I'm still so deep into XCOM and now FTL. All right. Well, eventually we'll get it and, and cry All right, together. for sure. We will cry together. I'll call you up and you can console me. Yeah. Uh, I hope it doesn't suck. Like, all the hype that I've read about it and then I play it, like, fuck, that game was dumb. But I don't think that'll happen. Yeah, hopefully not. But I have no expectations because I haven't heard any of this hype that you speak of. Yeah. Maybe I just look for my hype in different places of the internet. <laughs> I've got yeah, my must be. reserved corner, the Peterson wing. Anybody else play anything this week? No, I think uh, that pretty much does it. Not me, man. Should we... But, uh, uh, we should go into some new releases. Should, should we take a break quick? And then... You want to go to new releases? Yeah, I thought we were going to do new releases. Okay, well, let's do new releases this, then. This is, this, this is the part of the show where we do new releases. This is the part okay. of the show. It's just the well. only problem is Oliver is trying to, to captain the show, and he doesn't know where the new release website is. I've already got it. All right, well, lead us through. Cue new release music. Uh, this week we've got. Need... <laughs> I've given Eads the verbal cue there. Cue it, Eads. Cue it up. Uh, drop that bass. We've got Need for Speed Most Wanted coming out. And uh, did you guys play the old PS2 one? Yes. Slash Xbox. No. I really like the. I Need played Gran Turismo. Series. I didn't play Need for Speed. Yeah, it was more Gran Turismo, but I played Most Wanted and really enjoyed it. It's exact same name, so I'm kind of confused as to how this worked out. But after I was reading into it, it's done by Criterion, uh, the people that did Burnout. So watch really. watch some trailers, and for all intents and purposes, this looks like the next Burnout game. So Burnout was fun. Burnout, Burnout was, was a lot of fun. Fantastic! I put so many hours into Burnout Paradise. And Just then, because of the the wrecking your car. Oh, yeah. The one thing that they need to bring back for the next Burnout game that they had in Burnout 3 and Burnout Revenge was the uh, Crash Party. I can't even yeah. begin to tell you how many hours my friends and I got together and, and played Crash we, Party. We turned it into a drinking game. If you yeah. beat the guy before you, he has to drink. Yep. <laughs> that was such a cool game. So, yeah. Need for Speed Most Wanted, uh, PS3, Xbox 360. I think there's even a Vita version coming out. We've got... WWE 13. I used to be so big in WWE games. I used to get them all the time, too. I, I would always rent them. I would never buy them. I always bought them. Really? Yeah. It, those games were like, okay, you play it through once and you're done. Yeah. I, I would go for... I would always go for the world title and I would go for the tag team title. <laughs> uh, I didn't really do the... I did the Intercontinental title if I had time... And then the the one the games every few wrestling games would come along and there would be an actual women's bracket mm -hmm. and I would never do that. It's like holy crap! If I wanted to watch women's sports, I'd watch the WNBA. Am I right? <laughs> That's not a sport. I was big into customizing my own character. I was huge into wrestling, so I loved placing See, myself in that world. I was so I 
growing up, I, I grew up around people that were really big into wrestling, and my cousins were, and I felt like it was something that I, I should have been into, but I just couldn't get into it. And I have vivid memories of the WWF came to lacrosse, and I was like eight. So my dad got me tickets to it, and we left halfway through because I was so bored. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like Going to those shows is so awesome. The live shows are, like, if it's just, like, a house show, if it's not an actual Raw or a SmackDown taping. or a TV taping, the the live shows are boring. Because it's true, they don't, the, the A-list wrestlers don't show up, the ones that do show up don't put on their makeup. Back then, yes, like, you would, you'd never see the top guys, but nowadays, like, even they're, they don't, I don't think they ever do, uh, I could be wrong, but I don't I think just, they do like house shows anymore, like uh, like non televised shows. I bet you they still do. You think so? Because they're on every week. Yeah, but wrestlers, on average, work. What is it? What was the number? Like three hundred and forty days of the year. Yeah, they work year round. And that's because they yeah, have all I these guess. house shows. Yeah. Maybe I just never yeah, got into it because I knew it was like Santa Claus. It was just fake. Everybody knows it's fake, and I hate when people say, oh, God, wrestling is fake. Like, well, yes, no, but, like, growing fake. up, that's why I didn't like it, because all my friends are like, oh, it's so real, and, like, I could clearly see it wasn't real, and maybe that's why I never got into it, because did you know as a kid that it was fake, yet still like it? Yes. Okay. Yes. You're one of the few. I didn't at the very beginning, because when I started watching, I was, like, five years old in, like, 1988, so it was, like, the old, old, like, Hulk Hogan when he was, like, 20, <laughs> uh, I can't get I, into it. I had older cousins, so they always told me like wrestling's fake or whatever. So I, I that that was also, like I I never had the wool pulled over my eyes in that in that uh, that instance. But what got me was that, and this is actually pretty asinine to say right now, but I really like the writing to it. It's true. I mean, a, a lot of those, a lot of those storylines, yeah. like you can, you can say that it's, it's all a joke and everything, but some of those storylines were, were pretty crazy. Some of them were really compelling. Like back in the Attitude Era, like late nineties, early two thousands, when The Rock was big, when I'd even say like early nineties and yeah, late nineties yeah. was the all best. All through the nineties, yeah. yeah. Stone Cold, DX, all those guys. That was, that was awesome TV. I thought like it was super exciting to see The Rock, like kick. DX's ass or whatever and like Stone Cold always just blew the roof off the place and I was oh, I always got super excited and like I, thought, I always thought WW, or WCW had way better writing though yeah yeah but you can, you can say that yeah. yeah they had I got I got into it to, to the point where I knew about all the backstage politics and stuff and like um, like who was who was writing and in, in the, the wrestling terms who was booking the matches Right, so like, depending on who was booking uh, the the matches that night, or for whatever storyline, uh, who were some of the bookers? Like um, Hogan was one, and all through all through WCW, it was like a boys' club, right? It was Hulk Hogan, it was Eric Bischoff, it was like Kevin Nash and all of them. So obviously, that whole Ric that whole Flair. yeah, that whole nineties era when like the NWO was on top, you could tell that yeah. they, these guys were writing the stories, right? And that, that, that's why these guys all had like the camera time. But like, I really liked all those guys, so I ate this, I ate this stuff all up. And so, but bringing it back to the the, the games, 
I loved customizing my characters and putting them in there and like having them participate. Like the Rock needs my help, so I'm gonna go <laughs> help him fight mankind. See, I would always create my character. Like I would always put Kevin in the game. Yeah. But I would never go so far as to like change what he looked like. Oh really? I just use default bald white guy <laughs> and then slap my name on him and and move on. Start playing. I love I spent some hours upon hours in the in the creative creator. Do you still do that with current games? No. No, not really. Like I haven't done it in like in that much depth. But none of the games I really play have that anymore. I know with like Skyrim, I, for the first time, that was one of the first games where I actually didn't do anything to it. I just chose Argonian, let's go, because your head's crammed in a helmet the whole game, and you don't ever see it. But something like Saints Row 3, where you have a lot of customization, you're going to see your face, then I'll spend a lot of time making them look dumb. Yes, yeah, Skyrim, <laughs> I remember for that little little window I played, I, I spent a lot of time with my character appearance. I did that in Morrowind, that? And that was a, or in Oblivion, and that was a big mistake. What was the cat... Cat species? The Khajiit. Khajiit, yeah. Made my guy look like a badass tiger. <laughs> Any other games coming out? Oh yeah, we got Okami HD with uh, PlayStation Move support coming out. Sweet. I'm kind of kind of curious to check that out again, because Okami was fantastic when it first came out. It was one of those games that just kind of flew under the radar for a lot of people, but uh, mm-hmm. I think with... with move controls and HD graphics. That game's going to be look really slick. Uh, we've got Sports Champion 2. If you need to dust off your old PlayStation move controllers. <laughs> Lego Lord of the Rings. Uh, I got to play some of this at E3, and, and um, I liked it. I don't think I'm going to buy it, but for the first Lego game actually having full-on voice acting, it was really cool. Didn't um, Batman 2 have full-on voice acting? I don't know. I didn't... I don't think so. I think it did. I thought they were saying... I thought the lady there said that this was the first one to have... I mean, these are actual sound clips from the movie. The, the actual... Oh. They, they pulled the audio out. Um, we've got NBA Live 13. Another sports game. Great. But uh, probably the, the coup de grace. we got Assassin's Creed 3 dropping tomorrow. I always thought that this was out in November. November 30th. No. no, Assassin's Creed 3 is tomorrow. Wow. For some so people, you're the whole you're gonna East pick Coast. it up, Eric. Yeah, I, no, I'm not. I it's I, probably for the best. It is. I I really enjoyed Assassin's Creed 2. Um, uh, kind of tailing off of that, I rushed out and bought Brotherhood and Revelations, and and I've been trying to get through Brotherhood just playing strictly the storyline missions because I feel like Brotherhood is just kind of an expansion of two and unfortunately Mm -hmm. revelation is probably going to be the same thing so Mm -hmm. um i want to make sure that i'm done with those three core games before i pick up three plus it just kind of alleviates the crap of stuff i have to buy this november brotherhood was good i like i could not put that game down when i when i had it um and then coming right off of that revelations came out and that yeah, I was I bur- I burned out right like halfway See, through that. I played through all of two, almost to I think I got to about eighty five percent completion in a matter of two weeks. Wow. So I really really plowed through that. I kind of overly obsessed about it, and I think that kind of burned me out on the series. Assassin's um, Creed Two is my first platinum. 
Really? How does that make you feel? It's good. Holds a special place in your heart? It'll always hold a special place in my heart. I had a brief fleeting moment earlier this week about, hey, maybe I should try to platinum Dark Souls. And then I was immediately hit with the voice of reason saying, yeah, fuck now. (laughs) Not going to happen. Game's just too much. Isn't Uh, one of the achievements to beat it ten times? Like, go through the new game plus mode ten times? I don't know. I haven't even looked at all the achievements because that's just going to do nothing but discourage me further. I just don't have the time to to farm for different elements to to build up. Like you have to build up each weapon to its its ultimate state using all the different types of of uh, ore you can find. And it's like, yeah, oh, I don't, I don't know, know what that means. You can you can get different types of shards, and you can go to a blacksmith and upgrade a lightning weapon all the way up, and then upgrade a flame mm. weapon, and then a poison and a cult, and it takes a lot of time to do that. And uh, I just don't have the time to dedicate to that. So, that's uh, pretty much... Oh, Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation, if you need yourself a good Vita game. I know, Swag, you were saying that this is the game you're going to buy a Vita for and then then buy buy all the old classics. (laughs) Jesus. When they announced this, when was it they announced this? Like, E3? Uh, Yes. Something like that. They had me. I'm like, yes. (laughs) This is when I'm going to buy... There, like, there is one game that I've I've already I've already got the money set aside for it. I said when this game releases on the Vita, I will purchase this game in a Vita, and that's Soul Sacrifice. Oh, that's the that's the Dark Souls creator. Yeah, he hands down. Like game. I I will not hesitate. I'll go to the store and buy it that day, <laughs> simply because I love this series that much. Kids. Mr. Peterson is going to step away from his computer for a minute, so <laughs> don't look at porn. I will be right back. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's a little bit simpler than that. I'm super glad I didn't waste money on a Vita. I am too. Uh, every time I go to every time I go to Target, I, I I pick up the demo unit. Like buttons are too small, joysticks are too small. Not for me. So hopefully, by the time that game comes out, they have a redesign. I actually have like I've spent I've picked up like the unit at Best Buy, but I haven't really spent any time playing anything on it. I played through the Uncharted demo that they had on there, and it's good. Yeah, a little bit of that. It's good, but like I said, I just the buttons were. I've got big hands. I mean, the buttons are so small that everything's too close together. It just didn't fit right. So that's pretty much it for the new releases this week. I don't think I missed anything. Yeah, I think that's it. That's it. Should we take a okay, quick go, break? Okay, go for a little break. Come back for news. All right, let's do it. Sure, what do we got? Hit us with some news, Eric. All right. Well, this Drop isn't that this, news. This isn't really news. It's more of a uh something that I 
Did you guys see the Black Ops 2 live action trailer? No. No. Entitled Surprise? No. It's no. kind of a desperate attempt at, at getting people hyped up for uh, Black Ops 2. And it, it had. It was all live action stuff, and it just went through the different ways you can surprise people killing each other. And apparently Robert Downey Jr. was in it flying a jet, and it just came across as really kind of awkward. Was it just like that Modern Warfare 3 commercial where, like, there was Kobe Bryant, like, Jimmy Kimmel was in it, like, just a bunch of cameos? Kind of, yeah. There's a there's a guy sitting in the middle of this war-torn battlefield looking at his little wrist pad with a bunch of computer stuff on it. And then it pans way out to a sniper saying, oh, surprise. And then before you can pull the trigger, this lady throws a, a tomahawk next to him. He's like, oh, surprise. And then... Um, Somebody, like, this bomb gonna gets gets dropped on this lady and guys over off on the bridge going, oh, surprise. It's, like, just going through, like, how you can surprise somebody with a bunch of different stuff. and That's pretty dumb. A girl jumps over this, this flipped-over tank on a horse, throws a grenade at a guy, like, surprise! And then Robert Downey Jr. comes up in a jet and says, surprise, I bought a jet to a gunfight. And it's just, yeah. You should watch it. It's 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 funny. I like those ones with um, Jonah Hill, and you like Jonah Hill. Yes, I like. Oh wait, Jonah I'm Hill. thinking you of. You don't like Jonah I'm, Hill. I'm thinking of Seth Rogen. I like Seth Rogen also. I don't. I think he's kind of a douche. I still like his movies, but I feel Is like because he's Canadian. That's probably it. You're a bastard. <laughs> uh, we've got Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and Vice City have been. Rated and re-rated to come to the PlayStation Network. Uh, they didn't say if those were HD remakes. I'm assuming no. They'll probably just be released as PS2 classics. But um, it's about damn time. Maybe that's just me. Which game's the... San Andreas and Vice City. San Andreas and Vice... Those aren't um, HD releases? They are not. Huh. Well, they haven't said whether or not they are. They basically just said they've been re-rated for release on PSN, so the assumption is out there that they're just going to be released as PS2 classics. That's, uh... For 10 bucks each? That would be some hell of a good game to download. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of value for your money. You're going to get at least a good 50, 60 hours out of it, San Andreas. Mm-hmm. Vice City was a little thin, but... Vice City, I probably spent the most time with. Yeah, I might actually go back and do San Andreas for that. I just like San Andreas because it had all the airplanes and stuff. I remember in Grand Theft Auto 3, I spent countless hours trying to get that stupid airplane from the airport to actually fly more than 20 yards. I liked San Andreas because of all the hip-hop references. Uh, references yeah. So you're probably looking forward to uh, GTA 5 then because it's... Taking you back to San Andreas. Uh, have they showed any more of that other than that trailer and like those screenshots? Well, it's uh, they there was a um, release date window was leaked, and as anybody could expect, it was it's going to be next spring. But other than that, really no. Um, apparently, it's in its final form. I know the editor in chief from Game Informer got to got to play it, and uh, I didn't stick around to read his impression of it, but. So there should be a Game Informer cover. 
There should be. Story on that, eh? I'm excited for it. I, I, I didn't like 4 as much as I probably should have, and I'm hoping they go back to the San Andreas roots with, with Grand Theft Auto V, because I think that could be a lot of fun. I slept on 4 completely. Like, I never I never played it once, I don't think. Maybe I think I spent, I spent more time playing the online um, online modes with uh, family members than anything else. Hmm. Yeah, I think I made it pretty close to the end, but it just kind of fell off for me. I didn't like how serious it was. I realized that was the point, but to me it was too serious. You're like, hey, why so serious, GTA? It's because uh, they were Russians. Russians are serious people. They don't yeah, fuck around. Not to be fucked with. They don't joke. Except his cousin. I don't remember. No his... jokes to be had in Mother Russia. Is that your Russian <laughs> accent? Did it sound Russian? Kind, in kind Mother of. Russian jokes have you? Kind of? Alright, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dude Huge. Apparently he left the gaming world. Cliff Blasinski. Remember that a little while ago? He said, I'm I out. Had a conversation about that. He said, peace, I'm out. Left I Epic. Need, I need time. I need time to myself. He sent out a tweet to Capcom saying, hey, Capcom, call me. We can fix Resident Evil together. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah. And uh, in hindsight, That's he's like, cool. maybe that tweet was a bit cocky. But... Uh, that's actually kind of cool. That lends some credence to the fact that he's not done. And I would like to see, as much as I, I think he's kind of pretentious at times, he's done a lot of good for the, the gaming industry. And I think if anybody can revive Resident Evil, I think he'd be a good person to do it. At least bring it back from Suckville. It's not... Well, I hear 6 is definitely in Suckville, but 4 and 5 are really good. And I don't know why you were being your... What, what did I call you last time we were talking about this? I don't know. I call it just something slanderous. Probably. But I looked at that, that, top, that list of top 100 games, and Resident Evil 4 is number 2, seriously. Resident Evil 4 is... Yeah, we knew game. that would get you pretty angry. Seriously? It, I, that game or that that list just lost all credibility. Resident Evil Four was a very good game. It's it was, not. It's not number two of all time. Yeah, there's no way it should be even anywhere near the top hundred. I guess not. no. Yeah. It's a good like, game. Tetris I will number give one. It that. Resident Evil Four number two. Come on. I can understand Tetris as number one because that yeah, no, game that, has that makes been, total sense. There's been countless iterations of that, and almost everybody on the planet has played some form of Tetris. Well. Yeah. At least in North America, and maybe everyone Europe. on the planet, <laughs> even okay, people sorry. in tribal right. Amazonia, have played Tetris <laughs> in the sand with sticks. So I, I don't think that makes it a video game, but we'll get back to that later. <laughs> the missionaries brought it over. So what else we got in the news department? Final Fantasy XIV is about to shut down in preparation for A Realm Reborn. Uh, I thought that was pretty big news because people are, I don't know, that's not really big news, that's kind of dumb. <laughs> Is that the, the they, current they basically, online yeah, Final Fantasy? They said, oh, Final Fantasy fourteen sucks, uh, we're going to stop supporting it, we're going to focus on A Realm Reborn, and then coming up pretty soon they're just going to shut down Final Fantasy fourteen and then invite all the current players to be testers and and tweakers for the the new um, Realm Reborn before they launch it on PC and PS3. So hopefully the Realm Reborn doesn't suck. 
So 14 must have super sucked. It was super bad. Because, yeah, I mean, Final Fantasy Eleven is still... Like, people still play that. Yeah, I had a buddy that, that put years into Final Fantasy Eleven. He said he played about five hours of fourteen and said, yeah, fuck this, it's dumb. Really? Yeah, he said it was terrible. And it was it sucked, because that was one that I was actually contemplating. Like, if any, if, if any game is going to get me, or any series is going to get me into an MMO, it's going to be Final Fantasy. But, uh... After reading some reviews on 14, I don't know. I might give Realm Reborn a shot since it's going to be on console. Hmm. Uh, Skyrim is getting another premium edition, but it doesn't What's come with. Include? It does not come with any of the DLC, so it's basically <laughs> another collector's edition. Um, according to this, it says you get a world map, a T-shirt emblazoned with the Emperor's emblem. A copy of the Infernal City official novel, which is, I read that book, it's pretty good. Uh, six concept art postcards, and the PC version will come packaged with a bonus disc containing some of the soundtrack, and a 600 page ebook, and a range of background and walkthrough videos. Really? That's actually kind of interesting. But uh, still not interesting enough to actually get it. No. I mean, if you want to walk through video, just go to YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably all on there. Yeah. I bought it for the dragon statue. It's 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 interesting that that because I have never heard of another company doing anything even remotely like that. Flat out putting walk through videos and gameplay tips in with the game. Mm-hmm. Like I've never heard of that ever. I don't. I think YouTube kind of destroys that. So. What's the point? Still, it's better to get better to get your your tips directly from the source than some idiot on the internet. He's like, "Hey, I did it like this. You should do it like this." True. Make your archery one hundred, and then you win the game. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to do some emails? Sure. Let's in uh, in true Matt Eads fashion, not screened at all. No, no, I haven't. What? I haven't. If but, you guys want to write in unscreened emails, you can always write in at uh, podcast at manatank.com. Thank you. P-O-D-C-A-S-T at sign M-A-N-A-T-A-N-K dot C-O-M. You know, I just realized that, yeah, we could totally do a cover of that song by Gwen Stefani. Manatank girl. M-A-N-A-T-A-N-K. Like the, the the part where she's yelling, "This shit is bananas." Yeah, yeah. Oh, somebody do that for us. Make us a uh, make us a remix. Manatee girl. <laughs> we we will officially use it as some part of our show if somebody does that. Cause ain't no manatee girl. Oh wait, we want them to be manatee girls though. Yeah. Shit. Do it. Okay, you have to edit that part out too. Yeah. Okay. I am a manatee girl. Use your creativeness. <laughs> Get us some manatee girls. All right, first email here comes from Jay. It says, hey, Matt, Kevin, Swag, and Eric, longtime listener, back since the days of the Voldemort podcast, which must not be named, and thought I should really start writing in with some random questions. Um, I don't know, this first one's kind of, we'll go to number two. What is one game from any generation of console or desktop gaming that you feel defines you as a person? 
That's deep. That's very deep. See, it is deep, but like my answer is so easy, and it's just like eye rollingly like we don't the even obvious. Answer. We don't want to hear it. Yeah, no, but I feel I like even want to say it. Step back and think about like, does that actually define who you are as Metal Gear? Like, do you live your life according to what happened in Metal Gear? Have you made choices in real life based on what you learned in Metal Gear? One of the one of the things I live by is a, is a quote loyal to the end, and the boss says that. Okay. Three. Um, and yes, like yeah, I I try to live by that that by that like loyal to the end. And then the end is always, it's it's always changing, right? But as long as you stay loyal to that end, that's 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 sort of how I live my life. Fair enough. Which which is why you relate to Shane in The Walking Dead so much. Yes, because that's not guy, yeah, loyal. He's, well, he, well, no, he's he's. He, he has, has his end in mind, yeah, and he will and do he, whatever it takes to get there. To do, he does what he has to do. And yeah, which is why I, I, I pick up on, on characters like that. Hmm. The characters that the, the vast majority of the world are designed to hate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, so, yeah, so you guys probably... Okay, so that was probably a softball question for you. Yeah. Um, I would, I can't pick a game, but I'm going to say as a genre of Final Fantasy. Yeah, you, you think you're that deep of a person? I am. Very deep. Wow. Thoughtful. I'm a thinking man. <laughs> I don't know, that's a game that really, that's a series that really got me into, because when I was a kid I hated to read. I absolutely hated it. And I think one of the reasons my parents didn't mind me playing those games so much is because it was all reading. And it got me into... Uh, more literature and kind of exposed me to this this world of what you can learn through reading and opened my eyes up to that and, and in turn got me into different styles of literature and, and led me into wanting to share that, that love of literature with people, hence here I am a teacher. So, All from Final Fantasy, wow. My world in a nutshell right there. Final Fantasy Crazy. holds a special place in my heart. Kevin? Um... I would say that the game that defines me as a person would have to be the Sega Genesis classic Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> Are you being serious? I'm being totally serious. Echo the Dolphin. It's okay. I'm just swimming through the ocean, you know, having a good time. Every once in a while I'm going to swim up to the surface, maybe do a couple flips. Okay. Come back, maybe see some fish, swim beside the fish, say hey fish. <laughs> <laughs> you can cast like sonar, couldn't you? Yeah, sonar. Yeah. Actually, I that's, never. That's what you do on this podcast. See, and that's the thing that this is why this Broadcast. game explains me is because when I played this game back in the day, I never even tried to play the game at all. I never tried to do the levels. I never tried to do anything. I just swam around the starting area and just tried to see if I could boost and do flips and jump over a bunch of rocks. I don't think I ever got out of the first area, and I actually tried to play the game. <laughs> really? <laughs> Fuck that. Like guy. I, I, I had had done it before, and I had started to play the game a little bit when I had rented it, and I'm just like, this game is terrible. But you know what's super fun is doing backflips with this dolphin. So that and that's game what I did. <laughs> just defines you as a human. Just, just yeah. He's a happy-go-lucky dolphin. That's just right. Nonchalant, hanging out, doing backflips in the ocean. Yeah. Backflippies. 
Okay. What is What are his other questions? Uh, that that was really the only question. The other one was a comment with a bunch of names in it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys wish Max could come back to the show. I was, I was love Max. <laughs> he certainly could have filled in this week. <laughs> Boy, that would have gone over well. Oh, that would have been hilarious. Eads gets back next week. And, hey, we had a guest on the show. <laughs> it's just a guy you might know. says Max. He does YouTube videos. Uh, too good. Get any more emails? We do. Another one comes from Daniel Megatolis. I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced, but that's what we're going to go with. He writes in, What is the most underappreciated video game? I think it's Catherine, and that game is fucking crazy. P.S. Oliver is high, high, high. It's O.P. 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 I don't know what that means. That's just what he wrote. Oh, it's not high, high, high. It's O.P. 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 Op, op, op. I'm assuming it's in reference to a previous thing you said. Say that again. Oliver, it's not H-Y-E. H-Y-E. It's O.P. 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 No idea. <laughs> I don't know. He'll have to clarify that next week. Okay. Well, if you're listening to this, Daniel, what the hell do you mean by that? Yeah. Okay. But, Most underappreciated uh, video game. What do you think? That's tough. I wouldn't even know where to start. You can't say Most... Metal Gear. No, I can't say Metal Gear. I can that, say that, Metal Gear. That... <laughs> <laughs> because that, that game gets its dues, but I don't know, like... A game we feel is underappreciated. Yeah. Or maybe it flew under the radar that you... Not, I wouldn't necessarily think that, hey, this game got shitty reviews. I, I could encompass underappreciated to mean that it was great but just got passed over because a lot of other stuff came out. Okay, well, I could say Outland. I, like, yeah. in all honesty, like I think Matt would really like that game. But you but... know he's not going to try it. But I know he's not going to try it because of what because he's because... probably going to like it, and he doesn't want to have to say that he did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could say awesome nonsense as well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Outland is. Uh, I know it got a good rating on IGN. I don't know how many people actually have played it. I need to since it's. I need to re-download it because uh, I finally completed my PS3 hard drive upgrade. I, oh yeah! I went ahead and did it. How did the, how did that go for you? It was very Pretty very painless-y. very lengthy. It was easy, but it took a long time. Yeah, like backing up and like um, mm-hmm. and formatting the drives and stuff. Yeah, the one thing I didn't realize that you have to do, and thank God they have the ability to do this online now, is that uh, you can you have to go in and deactivate that old hard drive from all of your PSN data. Uh, hmm. So for me, I went onto this website. It's the the Curiosity website. They've got a link where you can go in and see how many systems your account is activated on, and you just click on them and deactivate them. So my old launch, <coughs> my old launch sixty gig system, I could deactivate that. That's that's dead and gone and in a landfill somewhere. But um, I've activated my account on my sister's PS3 and my uncle's, and then now I've got this. So maxed it out, but. Um, yeah, it took, I think the initial backup took three hours, and then to swap it over took four seconds, and then <laughs> to reinstall everything on the hard drive was about another three hours, but yeah. uh, now I've got a 320 gig hard drive in there. It's 
small, small well, drive, man. Why it's the only, you go with a 500 or a Well, it's the only one I had laying around. I've got a bunch of laptop oh. hard drives laying around, but they were all 60 gig, 30 gig, 120. Mm-hmm. So I just took the biggest one I had. And I yeah, wasn't going to spend 70 bucks on a terabyte hard drive. So 70 bucks for a terabyte hard drive you would not be needing ever. Yeah, yeah you never fill that up. It's nice, As though, well. because I, I, I went on How? and... and I didn't realize that, call me stupid for this, but I didn't realize that you can organize your games in different folders. There's no option to actually create a new folder. You're stupid. But if you go into the game, <laughs> press triangle, and go to album, you can create a new album that way and then assign all yeah. the other games to that album. I, ne- I didn't know that. I just left everything under game. Like, it was just this huge, long category of shit. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. I I don't know how I figured that out, but yeah, I, I I manage mine in different folders, so it's it's super easy. I think now I have like full retail releases, PSN games, demos, and then other shit. Yeah. So it's the the one thing I do wish is that once you go into those folders, you had the option to sort by name instead of just date yeah. created, um, recently played. It's, yeah, it's by date. Yeah. So. Back to the question, underappreciated game. Outland. Kev, what Outland's do you think? my vote. I don't know if I can can say, like, one game in particular, but... If uh, you had to choose one. Well, I'm not going to choose one. I'm going to say that... I'm going to modify his question and say that as a genre, like, turn-based tactics games. Like XCOM. Like, like XCOM. like XCOM, like Final Fantasy Tactics, yes, like games, games like that. Every once in a while, you get a gem that that actually gets a lot of mainstream publicity, but most of them are like are like super indie games that maybe a handful of people get to play because there's not a lot of love out there for for a turn based tactics game. I'll agree with that. Like Valkyria Chronicles went under the radar, like. Pretty silently, but that was a good game. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, I I love games like that. It's just, it's so hard to find them. See, unless I got you into know those way back on PS One, even before Final Fantasy Tactics. I picked up uh, Tactics Ogre and Tactics. Ogre. Battle. Tactics Ogre was good. Yeah, I love that one too. Ogre Battle, and I think they even had Ogre Battle. Uh, Ogre Battle on the N sixty four, but uh, Ogre Battle was oh, oh, Ogre Battle was on Super Nintendo. Yes, and March I of the Black Queen. Yeah. I don't know if there was an Ogre Battle 64. Well, I know there was an Ogre Battle PS1, because I have it. Yeah, there was a, there was for that, too. Yeah, that's a... I don't know how well those really work. Disgaea is in that same vein, isn't it? Are those turn-based Never strategy games like that? that? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know what that one is. Hmm. I would have to say, if I had to choose one game, uh, maybe it's just because I've got a huge boner for level 5, but... Uh, no, not Nino Cooney. Um, <laughs> Rogue Galaxy, an old PS2 RPG, just swept me off my feet. That game was fantastic. So everybody that comes to me and says, what's a good RPG I can play? I always point them to that one. Is that a Star Wars game? Is it a Star Wars game? No. Yeah. It's done. It was done by the exact same team that did um, Dragon Quest VIII, Journey of the Cursed King, and Dark Cloud Two. So, really good, really, really long game. A lot of cool stuff. If you like, if you like cr- having the ability to create and synthesize new weapons and travel to different planets, it's really cool. You travel around space in this pirate ship. Kind of fun. I'm going to say, I'm going to add to mine. 
I'd say Heavenly Sword was really overlooked. Uh, I saw that at the oh, I saw that at the store the other day for ten bucks, and I couldn't even bring myself to buy that. No, <laughs> that game. That game was spectacular. I thought, <laughs> like the graphics probably look really dated now, but I thought, like it blew my mind because that was a first generation game. The graphics were awesome. There were like a million uh, characters on screen or whatever during those big battles. And, like, the, the voice acting and, per, like, the actor performances were awesome in that game. And then, to an extent, like, Enslaved. I'm sure that wasn't uh, too popular, but that was a really good game as well. Hmm. Anything? Anything? I don't know what... Neither game? No. Uh, we never have... heard of Enslaved, never played Heavenly Sword. We had another email here from Carter. He writes in and says, Hey, Eads, Oliver, and Kevin, fuck you, Eric, heart symbol. I'm in oh, a... St- fuck you, Eads. He's not here. <laughs> I'm in a state of emergency. A huge hurricane is coming to get me. The good news is, <laughs> I don't have any school all week. There's the silver lining. So my question <laughs> is, what is the best good news, bad news scenario you've ever had? I thought about this already, and... Uh, That's a tough question. That's a good one, though. Mine's going to come uh, across as, like, really insensitive. <laughs> but I'm just going to go ahead and say it anyway. Um, when I was in... I when I was a freshman in high school, 9-11 happened. And uh, about three days after 9-11, my mom bought cruise tickets for all of us because they were, like, 90% off. So we got airfare and a seven-day cruise for like three hundred bucks a piece. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> but yes, very insensitive. <laughs> just hey, whoa, no, it's not insensitive. Eric was just trying to help these poor businesses in tough economic times. Yeah, because nobody wanted to fly for sure. He was. It was. Flight. It was like an Obama bailout package. Just, yeah. Yeah. Peterson. Except bailout. I'm the Good only job, one Eric. who benefited. Yeah, I loved it. So that was my good news, bad news scenario. It's. Uh, uh, my good news, bad news would be uh, when my brother told me that he was moving to Vancouver Island, which is about 15 hours away. But then the good news is he said, you get my house now. Oh, is this his house? Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> well, because he was, he was living here and then they moved. So I got to move in. So do you have to, did you have to pay his mortgage or was it already paid off? Uh, it's my parents own the house. So... Mm-hmm. We make, well, I make extremely low rent payments. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Which could equal zero. Well, that's probably why you live. It, no, it does not equal zero, but. Oh. But yeah, that that was that was super good news and pretty bad news, but yeah. yeah I think it works out in the end. It's not as, it's not as um, insensitive as Eric's. That's <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm not profiting off of the death of thousands that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) um i would be i crashed my very first car almost like days after i got it but and it was like it was like a shitty eagle vista but um the good news to that is that i actually got the car i wanted afterwards which was like a shitty honda civic so it's a tuner man yeah, exactly. I was able to start my tuner lifestyle because I couldn't have done it with my Eagle Vista. Can you explain something to me? I've been trying to 
I, I actually I've been too afraid to ask people down here about it, but I see a lot of these tuners driving around, and suddenly this huge fad is to take the wheels and tilt them in. What the fuck's up with that? Tilt them in from the top or tilt them in from the bottom? From the top. Yeah, it's camber. It's because these tuners are probably like drift cars, and that camber actually it benefits the drift like driving style. But if you, like, I could understand if you're a professional drift racer or if you go to a track and drift occasionally. Mm-hmm. But these are just mm-hmm. cars that like go to the grocery store, show up at Walmart. You yeah, know what you got to do is you got to call them out. If you see somebody step out of the car with their tires like that, just walk. So you're a drifter, eh? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, it's terrible on tires, right? Because they'll totally wear oh, them evenly. Yeah. And unless, yeah, unless these kids are actually taken into the track and actually oh, drifting. Oh, trust me, they are actually... not. These cars yeah, are so... hunks of junk. So then, yeah, it's it's that's a terrible idea. But, like, I think back to when I had my Civics and stuff, and I had, like, I tore out the complete almost the entire interior of my Honda Civic because, like, I wanted to save weight. Oh, my God. Like, like lighten this bitch up so that I could have a better power-to-weight ratio when I race. But I I honestly did race. But, like, it didn't occur to me that this would upset the balance of the car. So when I actually did race, it was a completely different... um, It was a different, different... feeling to the car that 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 it was made for right like it was it was front heavy mm-hmm. so my back end would 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 uh would lighten up as i as i slowed down and i'd actually spin out like a front wheel vehicle <laughs> and so because i actually took it to the track and i realized that like i i, I started um learning that but i mean if i were to just have driven this vehicle like uh everyday driver and um just drove it around with just like no back seat or whatever that would be asinine and dumb yeah but i feel like that's what a lot of people do with these tuner cars is they want it to look like it but they they don't they don't race them or do anything yeah so you were more the tuner i i was more the muscle car crowd my very first car was an 82 mustang um fastback yeah for me that was a hell of a lot cooler than any of the tuner cars in town Knowing what I know now, yeah, those muscle cars are way cooler than any fucking import <laughs> shitty yeah. car that I've ever owned. But it it it's sort of a product of the generation where oh where yeah, I like, totally wanted to have a Honda Civic with VTEC and all that crap in it, and I'm like, wait a minute, yeah, no. VTEC, no thanks. <laughs> all right, we got one last question here. That uh, it'd be nice if Eads were here, but I think this ties in well with this episode and last episode. This it's directed to Eads, but I think we can answer for him. Um, Eads, if you and Swag were in a zombie apocalypse and went to Kevin's house and then found him and Eric up in the attic in their tidy whities starved, turned and starving to death, who would kill them and how? I don't feel that Eads has the balls to do it. I think you're right. So you feel like Eads would be Kenny sitting there whimpering. Whimpering, yeah. yeah, sniveling. I, I that that's not to say that I have the balls to do it, but I know if he was here, he'd be all macho and be like, "Yeah, I can do it," but I don't think he could do it. You don't think so? I think he could. You think so? I think it would have to be swag. I I don't think I don't know. Like I'd see you guys, like when that happened. See, the... no, that would be the moment where you turned full Shane. <laughs> you would see 
that the zombie apocalypse was here and and that it would click yeah. in your brain and to you would end. just go into full to the end mode. When I when I saw that, I like I like gasped, like <gasps> like because it was a skinny ass kid and he. I, I at first I thought it was just like a starving kid and then when I realized it was like a starving zombie, I'm like fuck that is twisted. <laughs> So yeah, in in real life, IRL, I don't know. Okay, so let's say let's say Eads is the whimpering whimpering Kenny, um, filling his pants in the corner. How would you kill us? Like the I put my cursor over you guys, and there's either like yeah. the gunshot or like the, the boots. There's a couple o- couple options, <laughs> or push us out the window. Um, yeah. Ah, oh, that's so tough. I don't know. It, it all depends on what you have at hand. Yeah. Yeah, if I had like a blunt, like a baseball bat or whatever, ideally I'd have an axe. I have this axe in the back of my truck that I bought for camping, but I'm totally like that is my go-to weapon <laughs> for when they, when shit hits the fan. <coughs> so I take that axe and try to chop your guys' head to clean off, but I sort of think that it would just come off like that one scene in Game of Thrones where Buddy can't hack the head. Oh yeah, it's just, just be, like, a three or mess. four different times. I would totally, uh, I, I really need to get in possession of some sweet samurai swords, because yeah. I want dual samurai swords come zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, let's flip that question around. If it's me and Eads in the attic, can you guys stumble upon us? I think if it was me and Eric, we would we would be fighting over who got to Eads first. <laughs> I'd it's be like, troll- no, I want to kill Eads. You kill Swag. No, let me kill Eads. But before, even before that, I'd be the one trolling. I'd be like, just hold on. I'm going to go get a stick from the yard and poke these fuckers for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Just just give your finger a little slice and just drip blood yeah. in front of him. Hey, why don't you come and get some of this, pussy? <laughs> Look, he's so frail. He can't even stand on his own. We'd have a couple high fives in there. Yeah. I feel like we'd be the more badass jig. zombie killing team than Eads and Swag. You guys are bastards. Well, just if if it makes you feel any better after we kill you, I'd give you a hug. I wouldn't. That's not them anymore. They died long ago. Yeah, it's true. But it'd be closure for me. And then I'd bury him all back (laughs) with the dog. The closure would be me bashing the back of Eads' skull in with a (laughs) tiny-ass ball-peen hammer. It'd take like four hours, but I'd do it. (laughs) Oh, it's twisted. Oh, well, I think that's going to do it for emails. I guess on that note, eh? That'll do it for the show, too. We made it. We made it without Eads. Longer than most shows, and we have Nomad Eads. He made it seem like this is such a hard thing to do. The last thing he said... Well, hold on. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We still have the whole process of saving this. Oh, Oh, yeah. Because... That's all we need is to just go to save it and whoops, it's gone. Well, I've got a, I've got my copy here and I know how to save, as I've thoroughly proven myself at E3. Before this episode fails, if you ever want to contact us, comments, feedback, that type of thing, hit us up at podcast.manatank.com. The la- Double plug for the... I like this new show format. The last yeah. thing Ede said to me before he signed off was, hey, I gotta run, I'll check you later tonight. And he goes, big shoes to fill, Eric. My shoes. <laughs> like, I'll do what I do, you do what you do, and here we are. I think we just realized in the last two and a half hours just how small those shoes really are. Yeah, they're not even that big. Well, 
again, I caught that I caught that dig at me at the end of the last show about the uh, from from you swag. <laughs> what did I say? I remember you said something. Associated. You said something about boy, these three man on site shows are are so uh, much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then I defended you. Yeah, you were the only one that wasn't going to leave me in the bell tower. It's because these guys. <laughs> these, I don't trust these guys. That's why I want to beat them to death with a tech hammer. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you're on the Twitters, you can follow me at uh, Dinner Dangles. You can follow me at Honest Pizza. Follow me at Swagger Aguilar. And we are on iTunes, so if you like us and and want to make us feel good, rate and review us. Yeah, especially this particular episode. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see this one bring us back into the top ten. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> iTunes, what's hot? We're gonna make the national talk circuit. What's hot? All right, Eric, since you've been filling the proverbial shoes, why don't you finish us off? What should I finish us off with? Some sort of deep thought? Yeah. Well, considering it's you, I bet you it's going to be with some sort of fart and dick joke, but <laughs> I got, we can go with a deep thought, too. I got I got nothing. I, I expended all of my knowledge. I've uh, I've molded the minds of the youth as much as I can today. Wash and scrub your hands, boys and girls, because you could be leaving dick imprints everywhere you go. Or conversely, don't wash your hands, and let's raise that average from 11 to 100. (laughs) (laughs) Choose your own adventure, boys and girls.